The biggest games. Recky for three, got it to go. The most compelling stories. Three of the former players said sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team. The area's best high school sports coverage. Throws it down with two hands, the whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10, that's a 10, baby. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. have started to change Dennis Sumrall and that means playoff football is right around the corner. We've got two teams tonight on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania that they've got to win two of their last three games including a win tonight in order to guarantee those four conference wins to get a playoff spot. Good evening everyone I'm Hunter Vaughn here alongside me of course is the Dean of Area High School Sports Dennis Sumrau, and this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So, Dennis, we've got a pair of 500 teams tonight. The Monona Grove Silver Eagles coming into Sauk Prairie to take on the just the Eagles. Eagles yes. No color attached to the Sauk Prairie Eagles, who are also 3-3 three and three and 2-2 two and two in conference. And I just mentioned it. Both of these teams have to figure out a way to get to those four conference wins if they want to guarantee a playoff spot and keep their season rolling in three weeks. I love the Eagles theme. It's like the Golden Beavers of Beaver Dam and the Beavers of Reedsburg. Yes. So when we say Eagles tonight, we have to be specific. Uh, I, yeah, I've been uh, looking forward to this. Uh, just a spoiler alert, I've been writing the game stories off of you know, whatever for for the uh, local weekly for Sauk Prairie all season. So I've seen all six, mm-hmm. f- five of their games actually uh, on, on live. The only one I didn't do uh, was the Monhorb game. So I'm pretty familiar with them. The Silver Eagles, I've covered the program for so many years, and this has got to be one of the most explosive offensive teams they've had. This is also the 10th anniversary of their 2013 uh, state championship team. And uh, the last week of the season, senior night, parents' night, is going to be a reunion. A lot of those players and coaches are coming back, which is pretty good. And Ryan Kleppe, a longtime coach at Mount Horeb and was an assistant at... uh, 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 MG had left the program. He's got a couple young kids. He just rejoined the team a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, he's got a family commitment. He's not going to be on the sideline tonight. But a lot of familiar faces out here for me tonight, and I love both teams, both great coaching staffs and a lot of good young players out here. We saw last week a 70-62 to yeah. 62 game MG. Oh, wow. So uh, we don't know what to expect tonight. I was just going to bring that up. Last week, this Monona Grove Silver Eagles offense, they put up 70 points on the DeForest Norskis at home. They did that, putting up 712 yards of total offense did the Silver Eagles, and that was even a 319-yard passing game with three touchdowns and 145 rushing yards and two touchdowns for the sophomore quarterback, Cal Morrow. So, Dennis, you mentioned this explosive offense for Monona Grove. They also gave up a lot of big plays to a good DeForest offense, but it's got to be concerning considering this defense has given up just over 41 points a game. Yeah, that's the one thing for the Silver Eagles. They they returned eight starters on the offensive end, so we knew they had some pretty good weapons, uh, beginning with Gavin... uh, 
uh, Havelowitz, the fine running back who was all-conference last year. But their defense had been suspect last year, and then they graduated a lot of guys. And when you, you look at the last, uh, I think it's the last three weeks, how many points they've given up. Yeah, it was 62 uh, at, to DeForest, then 44 in a loss at Mount Horeb, and then they were shut out 63 to nothing on the road against Wanakee. Yeah, you look at that, it's like they've scored 102, but they've given up 169 in three weeks. It's over 50 points a game. Uh, on the other side, uh, Sauk Prairie's got a real young offense and defense. On the offensive line, they start three sophomores and two juniors. On the defensive line, they start three sophomores. And they've got two shutouts in a seven-point game. Their wins, they've been outstanding on defense. Their losses, that's where they, they, they lost a tough one last week to Stoughton, got off to a 14 nothing lead. And then uh, the size of the offensive line, they only averaged about, uh, sock about 205. They went up against a very big Stoughton team that did a lot of blitzing, seven sacks and four turnovers last week. And they could not score after the first quarter. But uh, they, they've been able to put some points up. They've got a pretty good pa- a potent passing attack. But they've not been able to run the ball that well this year. Monona Grove, they can do whatever they want, it seems, on offense. What are they going to stop tonight? That's the question. So we could have a season-high points for uh, Sock, or we could have a 7 nothing game like Verona and Madison Memorial last week. I don't <laughs> think so tonight. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that's not the type of game that we're going to be seeing tonight. <laughs> that was the opposite. I mean, yeah. you go from a 7-point game to 132 <laughs> on the same night. You're like, whoa, what is this? Is this Madden football? Yes. <laughs> well, and the Sauk Prairie offensive line, Dennis, that you mentioned, you know, they gave up those seven sacks last week in the loss to Stoughton. Last year when these two teams played, they ended up giving up five sacks in that game, and they were shut out 28 to nothing. So the trenches, I feel like we say it every single week, we're going to be watching the trenches. Whoever, Whichever line can win, whether it's the offense or the defense, I think is going to be able to control this game. We're going to just take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the game plan to success, the Canopy Wealth Management game plan to success from Dennis Summerow for both teams. As this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, we're getting you ready for the Monona Grove Silver Eagles taking on the Sauk Prairie Eagles right here on 100.5 ESPN Madison, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Baby, oh oh, just a little loco, like what's in Acapulco. I'm just riding the wave. Baby, oh oh, just a little loco. We've got the dancing Dean already here in Sauk Prairie tonight as we get ready for the Sauk Prairie Eagles to host the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the Dean Dennis Sumrau, and it is now time for our Canopy Wealth Management keys to success this is the prep mania game plan presented by canopy wealth management plan for your future with canopy wealth management visit canopy-wealth.com now dennis we're going to start with the road team the monona grove silver eagles you know one player that we know that they're going to be keeping their eyes on is that great junior wide receiver bowden frosh that's correct and that's number one on the list of their keys defend the secretary has the secondary has to keep Bowden in check last week they had him in the running back position he's in the slot he's at split wide um, I imagine he could be even a wildcat at some point but uh, we'll see tonight where our sock puts him but they're going to know where he is at all times number two is tackle that's including Bowden when he because he's shifty he's very quick 
Uh, he was a second-team all-conference guy last year, so they, they know about him. They saw him last year. And then uh, number three, offensive line, establish a dominance and uh, that control the line of scrimmage, which that means uh, they're averaging right now 198 yards passing the game, 204 yards rushing, so pretty close to 50-50. But that, it's that 204 rushing. If they can rush for 200 yards, it's going to be a long night for Sock. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned that offensive line. I said it previously, but it's the same thing for these Sock Prairie Eagles. They really need to try and figure out a way to control that line of scrimmage with their offensive line. Yeah, they've only been able to average about 89 yards a game rushing this year. So number one is establish the run game. That means control the clock, too, when you can uh, you know, run time off on a running play. Clock keeps going. You take your time in the huddle. Uh, you keep the other team's offense off the field. And last week, MG had a 712 yards Coach said that was the, he was told that was the fifth highest ever for a single game in the state. So uh, you see that explosive potential. Again, establish the run game, control the clock, control the run pass. Uh, it, it all starts with, I think, Havelwitz. Uh He's got eight uh, catches and a touchdown. Uh, he's averaging six yards a carry. And then the quarterback, uh, Moreau, also, he's averaging uh, over seven yards a carry. So you got to keep an eye on that. And the last one is win the turnover battle. Last week they jumped out, Sock jumped out to a 14-0 lead, but seven sacks and four turnovers later, they lost 19-14. And they lost the turnover battle. They had four, and they got three. So they've been a good, doing a good job of stripping the ball. But uh, you've got to play almost a clean game against a team like this and keep that offense off the field for MG. Those were your Canopy Wealth Management keys to success. Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Throughout your family's financial planning journey, they will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter in strengthening the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't just a tagline, it's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. So, Dennis, we're just inside 13 minutes away until kickoff in this game. And we're going to keep bringing it up, and I just want to keep reiterating the, how teams get into the playoffs now in for the WIAA playoffs because it is a little wonky you know it's not clean like the NFL where okay you've got your two conferences you've got seven teams from each side it's pretty easy to figure out who can get in when it comes to the high school playoffs it can be a little bit different a little bit um, more difficult to understand yeah so what happens is uh, you have uh, 32 teams in each of the divisions so seven divisions seven times 32 and uh, they determine the playoff field. It's everybody with a winning record in conference. And they realign the conferences to help teams get a better chance to get in. Sometimes you got a team in like a Division Four in a Division One conference, whatever. They tried to, to, to manage the enrollments, uh, the, the travel time, and everything else. And uh, you had some that only had to play six conference games, and others got to play eight. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference when one of the tiebreakers was the p- winning percentage. So you win four, everybody's got two non-conference, and then you play seven conference games. So you win four, you lose three, you're in the playoffs. You go three and four, now comes the tiebreaker situation. And you'll see every year there's at least a handful of teams that are three and six because they lost their two non-conference games. But somehow they made it into the playoffs because of the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Strength of schedule, who they who they played when, you know, and 
So we have to wait till the night of. And this is why people say, well, why isn't Wana Key always in Division One? Because they take the first 32 teams that qualify by enrollment. That's Division One. There's your cutoff. Last year, for the first time, Wanakee was one of the thir- top 32. They'd been like 34, 5, 6, 7, around mm-hmm. that range. The, from the coaches I talked to, it's going to happen again this year. They're going to go back to two. Well, it's going to say Columbus, they were the fourth Division Four champs. They could be in five this year. Ooh, <laughs> and wow. we saw them last week. We know how good they are. So, yeah, it, so we have to wait till that. It used to be uh, when we were playing like a You'd end the season and three days later you were playing yeah. state. You had games on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and now everybody you wait to that last Friday. And with sports, Travis does a great job of yep. projecting. Here are all the teams that are in. Here's the tiebreakers. You go to the WIA website, it tells you exactly what it is. So there's yep. no – it's cut and dried. Yeah, and the reason why that matters tonight, like I said, both teams sitting at 2-2 two and two in the Badger Small Conference right now. And as we go through the conference standings, of course, Mount Horeb, they're sitting at number one in the conference. They're 4-0. and oh. But then we've got this big log jam in the middle with – Monona Grove, DeForest, Stoughton, and Sauk Prairie all sitting at 2-2. Two and two. They all need to win two of their last three to guarantee their spots to get into the playoffs, followed by Portage at 1-3, and three, and then Fort Atkinson at 0-4. Oh and, yeah, and you look at the last two games, MG goes, goes to Portage, who's 1-3, and, and then Fort Atkinson 0-4. Oh so there's a chance for two wins right there. However, for Sauk, they have Fort Atkinson next week. Again, the 0-4 team that is 1-5 overall. That their last week, though, senior night, DeForest. <laughs> oh. And uh, we saw what DeForest did last week with the 62 yeah. points. We also saw when they beat Stoughton the week before. So that's, a, that's not going to be an easy game. And you're going to have all the emotions of the last night for the seniors and everything else added into it right here on this turf. Tonight's homecoming, so this is another... A distraction. Coaches do not like homecoming. It's too many distractions, as they say, because you've got the powder puff game, you've got parades, you've got floats, you've got all the stuff you're working on. You're bringing back some of the alums and that. So if you kind of, okay, we still got to go out and win the game on Friday night, guys. The other team's not going to just hand it to us. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to have that focus. But it's still homecoming. You got to have fun too. So is there a balance of? doing as many activities but the coaches are are you hydrating are you getting your rest get your homework done and then you you got your party and you can still see friends and after the game on friday night okay i got the weekend we'll give you saturday and the homecoming dance and in in some schools like middleton's got their homecoming this week they've got a 10 o'clock uh soccer match tomorrow morning because the homecoming dance that night so they're going real early then there's a cross country meet cross planes so you got a lot of other activities through the weekend which is what it's all about. It's all about your community. Well, in my high school, Berlin, uh, up near Oshkosh, for those here in the Madison area who maybe aren't familiar, we would actually do our homecoming dance right after the football game. So it wasn't a big formal dance or anything. We'd just all walk right over from the football field right over to the school and then have our dance there that Friday night. Hang just out. To, okay. Yep, and even kind of reduce some of those distractions. But I have to imagine that, you know, you said coaches hate homecoming. I'm going to guess they probably hate Football coaches hate homecoming more than basketball coaches probably hate those first couple of games when they come back after, like, a holiday break. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> trying to get everybody in, you know, during the Christmas break. You try to schedule practices, that, whatever, and then a lot of times conferences will pick up right away. you got a conference game. 
And if it's for the conference title, a, a really big game, you're like, oh, no, they roll their eyes. So they, they all have their crosses, we say, to bear. But I always say you teach kindergartners how to share. High school coaches have to share. They have to share with the other activities, with their fellow coaches. And uh, this is in the pros and college, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, where does this rank a win or a loss on the bottom line? Well, for the coaches, it's really important. But for the kids, not so much. It's yeah. like uh, this is a really young Sauk Prairie team. And uh, Coach uh, Randy Wallace told me one of the, the best things about it is these guys are so young, they don't know any better. They're like, okay, next play. They're going the coaches, the parents, they're like, yeah. oh, what are we doing? You know, it's like if you coach T-ball mm-hmm. or you sport, the kids are on. Where's my treat? They're on to the next thing. Yep. Everybody else is die, you know, dissecting. So sometimes ignorance is bliss when you're youth, and both teams have a lot of young players. So that's what the coaches are counting on, that, you know, okay, we'll get that done, and now let's focus on this. And then anything we go on to the next thing. Which could be huge, like we said, as both of these teams try to figure out a way to win two of their last three games to get into the playoffs. As this is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, it's also brought to you by the GRB Academy, which is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Dennis, the band is starting to come out onto the track. Like you said, it's homecoming here in Sauk Prairie as the Eagles of Sauk Prairie are hosts to the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove in this Badger Small Conference battle. We've got about two minutes here until we start getting to the national anthem. So quickly, I know we've mentioned the running backs for both teams as well as the wide receiver for Sauk Prairie, Bowden Frosch. But is there somebody else, another skill position player that we should be keeping our eye on tonight well one for sock will be the uh, running back connor breinig leads the team in rushing he also handles all kicking duties he's averaging 45 yards on 21 punts so they've been flipping the field he's been a big part of the success for the defense and uh, eight of those have been inside the 20 he's also nine of ten on, on pats he was an all-conference tight end last year now moved to running back and then i think on, de- on the defense for them the brayson ballwig and uh is it uh, Lawson, uh, Meyer? They are the, the two big guns. Uh, Brayson with 58 tackles and Lawson with 52. The defensive line, as we mentioned earlier, is pretty young. They've done such a great job of, of keeping the bodies off of their linebackers so they can make a lot of tackles. And those two guys are sideline to sideline players. For the Silver Eagles, you got to look at uh, Isaiah Herb. Here's a guy that's you, you, you love, pre sport athlete. He's a great basketball player, plays golf in the spring. He's caught uh, 21 passes and two touchdowns. He was second-team All-League on D-line and honorable mention at tight end last year. And uh, so one of those guys that, uh, is he going to leave the field? We'll see. So you're looking for him. And then also I have to mention Cal Worth. He's a returning all-conference second-team pick wide receiver. He has caught 26 passes, completed three passes, and he's also rushed a couple of times. So he's so done a little, little bit of everything. You're like one of those guys. He's the jack of all trades of the backfield. 
It's the three and three Monona Grove Silver Eagles and the three and three Sauk Prairie Eagles here in Sauk Prairie tonight on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. And Dennis, are there any other games in the area that we're going to be maybe having to scour Twitter? We've got primetime Ryan Wollersheim back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios. Maybe he can, we'll put him to a little bit of work tonight and he can try and get some scores. Well, I'd say the first one is Janesville Parker Middleton. Like I mentioned, Middleton's got their homecoming too. They're 2-1. and one. Uh, They're 3-1 and one actually, just a game behind uh, Verona. And uh, they're playing Janesville Parker, so you can't look past uh, the Vikings there. Uh, the big one, though, in the area has got to be Lodi Columbus. We saw Columbus last week, and those those are the top two teams, mm-hmm. I think, in the conference. But also in my um, vote on the uh, it's large, medium, and small poll for the uh, Associated Press, Columbus is one, Port Washington two, Lodi is three. I put Columbus one, Lodi two, just because the uh, defending champ, yeah. you've got to give them the benefit. But Lodi was favored, I think, coming in this year by a lot of coaches. So they're loaded. Dave Poles does a great job over there. That That is the big game in the Capital Conference there. And then, again, uh, I think uh, Sun Prairie West and Beaver Dam. Uh, Beaver Dam's had an outstanding season. The Sun Prairie West year two. Looking for the playoffs, they need. They're two and two. They also need two more wins to get into the playoffs. We are going to take a quick break as we get ready for the national anthem in the press box. Here, Dennis is starting to fill up as the choir for Sauk Prairie. It looks like is going to be singing the national anthem here tonight. So we're going to take a quick break as the press box fills up, and when we come back, we're going to have the opening kickoff of the Monona Grove Silver Eagles as they take on the Eagles of Sauk Prairie right here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Medicine Money Guy, Christian Finfrock here, struggling to understand retirement. Win or lose, we're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. That is amazing. Wow. What a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. At the buzzer, knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it! Yes! Reverse layup is good with five seconds left! Put six on my staff! First title in program history! Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in the school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Roderick, be able to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown, led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point on it. And the buzzer! It's good! Oh, my goodness! Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. That's all anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. A battle of three and three teams in the Badgers' small conference. We're moments away from the opening kickoff here in Sauk Prairie as the Eagles host the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove 
here on Simbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Here with me is the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Summerow. Kicking off will be the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. That is Dom Nacek, who will be back to kick. Monona Grove in their all-white uniforms with their powder blue numbers, black trim, and powder blue helmets. And the home team, the Sauk Prairie Eagles, in all-black uniforms with matte black helmets, white numbers, and red trim. It's a line drive kick that's going to hop at the 10, taken in at the 15. Going up ahead, he's got some speed at the 30, 45, midfield, one man to beat. He's going to break away as that is Branson Ballwig. Bryson Ballwick, the opening kickoff, takes it 95 yards. Branson Ballwick to the house. That was incredible. Starting inside linebacker, known for his tackles. That's incredible. Branson Balwig gets a line drive Bra Bra kick. Brayson. Brayson, excuse Brayson. me. Yeah, Brayson. He's also a wrestler, so I, that's where I know him from. Brayson Balwig gets a bouncing kick, picks it up at his own five, and just went untouched into the end zone. A huge play to open things up. Dennis, we're only 14 seconds into this game. Well, I questioned that last week. <laughs> Sock was in a 33-point game, but MG in a 132-point game. We're going to be somewhere in between, i got a feeling, but what a start. 14 seconds into the game. 14 seconds in. It's already 7 to nothing here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Sock Prairie leading the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Dennis, we've seen two 90-plus kick returns so far this season. Shades of and Ohio State at Wisconsin on a Saturday night. I'll tell you, that was uh, that was tremendous. Now that gives a huge lift. Now we have uh, for Sock, we have a different kicker. Uh, Connor Brynick handles the punts and kickoffs. This O'Reilly Jadak, number 60, will be kicking off. Putting the ball down, kicking from left to right for Sauk Prairie, who again, 14 seconds in, they already lead 7 to nothing on the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. As the Silver Eagles have Habelwitz and Yinko back to return. <laughs> it's been a long time since you've opened the game with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Jadix is an end over end kick. Yinko takes it at his own 10 on the right side. He's at the 20, 25. He is hit at the 27 and brought down just across the 30. So we don't get back-to-back -back kick returns. But that's a good start, place to start for the Silver Eagles. They'll be starting with the ball 
It'll be a first and 10 at the 32-yard line, again, going from right to left. It'll be sophomore quarterback Cal Moro, who will be coming out to lead the offense, coming off of a big 319-yard passing game in the week or last week's win over DeForest, 70-62. to Mulrow will be in the shotgun. He'll have two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. It'll be play action on first down. He's looking to throw it deep down the middle of the field. He's got a man open, and it's just out of the reach of Joseph Otto Morton. Nearly had a huge play on the first play of offense, but it is incomplete. Just about a foot out of the reach of his intended receiver. Incompletion on first down. Yeah, checking to see if number 12, Caden Hermsdorf, is out in the secondary. Normally one of the starting safeties for the Eagles uh, was injured, rolled his ankle toward the end of the game last week. But he's back out there at safety, so... Well, it looks like he's got his ankle pretty well taped. It's a high snap on second down, pulled in by the running back, Habowitz. He just tries to do something with it, but he is brought down for a huge loss on the play. Cal Moro, he's six foot three, and even with jumping up at that height, couldn't get that high snap. It's going to be a big loss here as they slowly move the sticks backwards. It's going to be back to their own 19-yard line. So it's going to be third down and 21 to go. Two receivers to each side of the formation, but we've got uh, flags flying. As it looks like somebody got a little too anxious on the defense. I'll have to wait for that signal, but it looked like that was offsides. That was Mason Bentley, it looks like, the junior outside linebacker who just jumped offsides that time. Well, here, obviously, after that snap, almost a touchdown on the first play mm -hmm. for, for MG. How quick things turn. And again, we got another offside, eager, just eager a little bit there. And again, that was Bentley. I, Bentley again. Offside. I mean, he's 6'2", 175 pounds, and you can tell he's got some good speed. He was the one of the first players in the backfield to on that stop. But he's going to come off the field. Yeah, those back-to-back -back mistakes, sometimes you just got to get a guy on the sideline. Uh, if you're Sock Prairie and just get him to calm down a little bit. It's third down and 11 now following those back-to-back -back offsides penalties. Yeah, a lot easier than third and 21. Exactly. Third down and 11, you at least have a chance to convert. Two receivers to each side for Moro. He drops back to pass. He's got pressure Sack. coming, and he's going to be brought down, maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Jadak, 60. As that was number 60, Riley Jadak there on the stop they'll give him a couple of yards but it's still going to be a fourth down so actually he did cross the line of scrimmage so yeah they'll give him about a yard or two 30. no it was the original line of scrimmage was a 31 so oh, okay. he lost one yeah so it is a sack if he would have crossed the line of scrimmage this would have been a tackle So Moro will be back to punt for the Silver Eagles. And it's a high end-over-end -end punt that's going to hit at the 30 and then roll into the chest of the returner for Sock Prairie. He tries to cut up field at the 30, 35, and then meets a pair of defenders. That was Wyatt Gibbs on the return. And Sock Prairie will get their first chance on offense, leading 7 to nothing here early as they had the opening kickoff 
go all the way back for a touchdown to start this one tonight. Landon Schultz, the junior quarterback, comes out. Last week, again, we mentioned a 19-14 loss at Stoughton. That was game three of a three-game road trip, basically, for Sauk Prairie as they went at Mount Horeb, at Oregon, and then at Stoughton. 9.31 to go in the first quarter. Sauk Prairie leads 7-0. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left for Schultz. Play action. He's got a quick out at the 45. That's complete to his running back, Connor Beinig. So a quick five-yard completion. Nice, easy out to get the completion to his running back. So Beinig with a pickup of five there. Uh, Landon Schultz starting quarterback began the season as the backup quarterback starting safety, but uh, took over game two and has had an awesome season so far. Schultz is going to hand it off to Gibbs this time. Gibbs met in the backfield. He is able to turn up and get about a yard to the 45. Third down and four for Sauk Prairie after that gain of one. Yeah, Gibbs came in uh, with just five rushes for the season. Sauk's primarily a spread team with four receivers, going more with a pro set with uh, two running backs. Uh, tonight against uh, the Silver Eagles trying to shake things up a little bit. Third and four at the 45. Chest high snap. Schultz is going to keep it over to the left. He's got enough for the first down. He's across midfield and tripped up at the 45. The Eagles of Sauk Prairie went with a quick speed option over to the left, and that was a pickup of about 10 and gets the first down for the Eagles. That's one of the reasons why Schultz took over. More of a dual-threat quarterback than Jackson Brining, the previous starter, was. Jackson moved out to a wide receiver, and they use him in a couple of double-pass situations, so look for him to throw as well tonight. Brining's the single receiver at the top of the formation to the left, single receiver to the right. Schultz looks to throw to the near side. He has a completion, and he's brought down close to the 40. That was the tight end, Cade Kinney, on the reception, and he's brought down at the 41. Yeah, as good as Bowden uh, Frosch's 43 catches on the year, he's going to get a lot of attention from MG, so it was up to the other receivers to be able to pick up some things, and right now... Uh, Landon Schultz, quarterback, mixing it up a little bit there. 7.30 remaining in the first quarter. Sauk Prairie leads 7 to nothing. Second down and 6 at the 41 of Monona Grove. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Two running backs set in the backfield. Quick pass, wanted to get it back to his tight end, Cade Kinney. That was out of his reach, incomplete. Third down and 6 now. They kind of rushed that one a little bit. Kinney wasn't mm-hmm. quite ready for it. And I think that's the, you know, we talked about this undersized O-line for Sock Prairie. And, you know, over time, it just kind of gets in your head as a quarterback if you're constantly feeling pressure all season long. And I think that's kind of what happened when he rushed that throw yeah. for Schultz. But it's ironic, though, the defensive line for MG only averages just over a pound more, 206. So we got a couple small ones going at each other tonight. Third down and six. It's going to be a run to the right, handoff to Gibbs. Gibbs cuts upfield. He's close to the first down marker, still moving his feet. He's inside the 35. He's got enough for the first down at the 34. 
Wyatt Gibbs with the five-yard carry on third down. And that's a first and ten now for the Eagles. As they're on the move, trying to make this a two-score game early with seven minutes remaining in the first quarter, leading seven to nothing. Yeah, pick up a seven there. Trying to establish the run game was number one key for Sauk Prairie. Right there we see picking up another uh, third down. Again, a two-receiver set. It's a handoff to Breinig up the middle, and he's maybe able to pick up two. But those handoffs up the middle to the 215-pound senior running back, that's going to slowly open things up to the outside if they keep getting those one- or two-yard carries and just keep the defense looking inside. Yeah, you just want to keep moving the sticks. No negative plays here. You can have a one- or two-yard, but you just don't want the, mm-hmm. the penalties or the uh, minus yardage plays. Second and nine after the gain of one. Line of scrimmage is at the 33. Ball spotted on the right hash mark to the near side. Hand off to Gibbs to the left. He's chased down from behind and brought down for a loss of one. He had 72. Braden Maxson. Braden Maxson. Wow. The 6'2", 220-pound defensive tackle for the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. They'll actually give him a loss of two, so it's now third down and 11. Ball's right in the middle between the two hash marks as the Eagles go left to right here in the first quarter, leading 7-0 on Monona Grove. It's going to be a tight formation receiver to each side, and now they'll break it and actually go empty backfield, trips to the right, deuces to the left for Schultz. Schultz looks left and starts to the right. He's got a scramble. He's going to take off and run. He's inside the 30, hit at the 25, close to the first down marker. I think he's going to be about a yard short, though, after that 10-yard QB scamper. Well, Chase Yankel came up to make the tackle, and Schultz took him head on. There was no sliding on that play. He's trying to get as many yards as he could on it. They are going to say it's a fourth down. And it's going to be about a two, it looks like, 26. Yeah, the yep. scoreboard's showing a one, but I think it's a long one. Yeah. And we've got a timeout on the field for an injured player. Seven to nothing is our score here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania with 5.06 to go here in the first quarter of action. The Sauk Prairie Eagles are on top of the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. And it looks like the injured player was able to get off. I think it was more of a, a player for Monona Grove lost their helmet, so they had to come off the field. So it's a fourth down and one at the Monona Grove 26 for Sauk Prairie. And they're going to keep the offense out there. Schultz is going to be in the pistol. He's got a full house backfield, two running backs or one to each side of him and a single running back directly behind him. Receiver to each side. It's a high snap over that of Schultz. Schultz trying to fall on it. I think Minota Grove was able to fall on the yep. ball, though. They were. So it is recovered by the Silver Eagles. And we just mentioned his name, Max, in 72. A couple of bad snaps derailing these offenses. We had a special teams touchdown, but both offenses not been, haven't been able to really get that big scoring play going here early in the first quarter because we've had some high snaps. Yeah, so we're going to start at the be the 38. 33. No, it's actually 33. Oh, excuse me, 33. Five. Yeah, five I, off. I just went to the scoreboard. I should have just let you say it, Dennis, because yeah. I should know by now. Just they trust lost, the Dean. Yeah, they lost seven on that play. 
First and 10 at the 33. It's going to be a handoff on first down. It's a big gain for Habowitz. Habowitz across midfield, the 40, 35, and finally brought down at the 32. And you'll see he stepped out at the 34, so take two yards off of that, but a huge run for Gavin, Gavin Habowitz. Again, he had 246 yards on the ground last week in that 70-point outburst. And then we had receivers moving, a tackle moving, and another D lineman for Sauk Prairie moving. I'm not sure who went first. I looked down to make sure I had the number right there for Applewoods. So they won't say there's any penalties. They didn't have the ball quite set. Yeah, so give Hablowitz 33 yards on that last play. He ran for 118 yards and a touchdown last year in that 28 nothing. MG win over Sox, so Sox familiar with him. Another high snap, but Moro is able to pull it in. He gets the handoff up the middle as Habowitz. He is inside the 25. He's going to have enough for the first down, a pickup of 11 on first down. Habowitz just gashing this Sock Prairie defense early. Quickly back to the line. It's another handoff to Havelitz. He is tripped up in the backfield, falls forward, picks up two, but we do have a flag coming from the backfield. This is going to be a hold against the Silver Eagles. We'll wait for the official. Habo, it's 5'8", 160-pound senior, but he is a load to bring down. So the holding penalty makes it a first down and 20 now with 4.38 to go. Monona Grove trying to answer back after that opening kickoff return for a touchdown from Sauk Prairie to get things started. First and 10, ball is at the 33. For first and 20, Havelitz breaks a tackle at the 30, stiff arm at the 25, and brought down out of bounds at the 23. Gavin Havelitz, he's 5'8", 160 pounds, and he is just impossible to bring down. But we've got another flag on the play. At least I thought they, I heard that there was a flag on the play. Excuse me. Nope, picked up 10. So it was a 10-yard gain, second down and 10. Another handoff to Havelitz. Havelitz starts to the right, cuts back to the left. He's going to get inside the 15, shoved out of bounds at the 13. It's going to be another pickup of 10 yards. Well, actually 11 because they're going to move the chains. 4.18 now after Havelitz ran out of bounds. With 4.18 to go, three receivers to the right, no receivers to the left of Moro. Moro again, handoff to Havelwitz up the middle. He's met by a trio of Eagle defenders, and he's stopped at the six. Pickup of five on first down. Yeah, Michael Blau, 33, and uh, Lawson Meyer, 31 in on that tackle. Hmm. Second down and six. It was actually a gain of four inside four minutes to go. Havelwitz again up the middle. Havelwitz makes a man miss. He's inside the five and dragged down at the four. It's been the Gavin Havelwitz show on offense, but there's a late flag that's going to come flying in from the far sideline. I think we had a little bit of jawing and some pushing and shoving going on between some of the linemen. And they move the line of scrimmage back, so this is going to go against Monona Grove. So an unnecessary roughness penalty called against 
Monona Grove. So it's going to make it now a third down, and it looks like third down and six. Excuse me, now they're going to move it back even further. They initially only brought it back five, and I was very confused by that. 18. So it is back to the 18. So give them four yards, and the play was marked from the three. So should be third and 17. Third down and 17, but we've got yet another flag, Dennis, because as much as we can – it's an offside penalty yet again on the defense. And I was going to say, Dennis, before I was interrupted by the referee, that as much as we get these close one-score games, I also feel like you and I get the most penalties of any game. That's why they're close. Third down and 10 for the Silver Eagles. They started with a formation, then they stopped, looked over to the far sideline to get hand signals from the coaching staff as they will audible. Habowitz was on the right side of Moro. Now he moves to the left, brings a receiver into motion. High snap, handoff to Habowitz up the middle. Habowitz tried to dance around, but he's only able to pick up two. Makes it a fourth down and eight. The offense right now staying out there for the Silver Eagles, and they're going to go for it with a fourth down and nine. 2.45 to go in the first quarter. Two receivers to each side of the formation for for Mulrow. Mulrow again clapped his hands a couple of times, then looked to the far sideline along with the rest of the offense to get the new play. Stays with the two receivers, set, high snap, play action, looking to throw. Rolls out to the right, he's got pressure coming, he's still scrambling. Looking downfield near the sideline, fires it up through the back of the end zone. And incomplete turnover on downs and a huge red zone stop for this Sauk Prairie defense. Last week uh, was a question of did the defenses uh, Mm -hmm. take the team bus with the... DeForest and MG in that 132-point game, but uh, both defenses here making plays. Both ends. So we're going to start out on the 12th. It'll be a first and 10 at their own 14. Or excuse me, that is the 12th. So it's first and 10 at the 12. 2.24 to go in the first quarter. Sauk Prairie leading 7-0 on Monona Grove. Before Sauk Prairie is able to get a playoff, we've got a stoppage and the officials. The last drive was seven consecutive carries by Habowitz before the incomplete pass. And they're moving the ball over to the near hash mark because that's where the line is, or the ball was originally snapped on that fourth down attempt from Monona so Grove. Actually, on the 12. Yeah. It'll be first and 10 at the 12. Chest high snap, handoff, the running back dancing around in the backfield, maybe able to get back. Excuse me, no, you won't even get back to the line of scrimmage. That's a loss of two. Is that Breinig? I believe that was Connor Breinig on the carry. Sock Prairie making a couple of substitutions before the second down and 12. We're inside two minutes to go in the first quarter. Eagles leading the Silver Eagles 7 to nothing. It's a handoff again, and there's nowhere to go again for the Sauk Prairie running game. That'll be a loss of one, and that was Brynig again on the carry. They're moving backwards as it's now third down and 13. And a loss of two on first down, and now a loss of one on second down. Makes it third down and 13. Some nice simple math for me, Dennis. There you go. 
Yeah, Jenner uh, Zeitzis, number 56, and also 50, 72, Braden Maxson stuffing the run there. Schultz in the gun, chest high snap, looking to pass. He starts looking to his left. He's got pressure coming. He loses the ball at the goal line. It's picked up and brought into the end zone. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. And I believe that was Eli Tyler there. Can you see what number? That was number four, Eli Tyler, the 6'2", 205-pound senior defensive end with the scoop and score. And we're an extra point away from a tied game. We haven't had an offensive touchdown, Dennis. Fumble <laughs> return for the TD for MG. It'll be a four-yard fumble return for the touchdown. Nijak for the extra point. Low snap, able to get it up, though, and it is end over end and through the uprights and good. 110 to go in the first quarter. 7-7 to our score. The Silver Eagles of Monona Grove able to tie the game up, and we're going to take a quick break as you're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on ESPN Madison. <laughs> Minute 10 to go in the first quarter. We had a 95-yard kick return touchdown from Brayson Ballwig. And then late here in the first quarter, a four-yard fumble return for a touchdown from Eli Tyler. Those are our two scores so far in the first quarter. Nijak kicking off from right to left. It'll be a high pooch kick it's going to bounce at the 20 and it's brought in by Gibbs at the 22 and he is hit hard but luckily Gibbs was able to get there because we've seen it before Dennis we saw it in the uh, game that Edgewood did against Lake Mills where there was an onside kick attempt and nobody touched the ball <laughs> yeah it pooch kicks just put it in the spot and if the uh, receiving team doesn't hurry up sometimes they forget it's not the same as a punt you have to cover those Following the kickoff, the Sauk Prairie Eagles start with the ball at their own 24 on the far left hash mark. And they're all black uniforms with their white numbers and red trim. Schultz will start in the shotgun. Deuces to his right, single receiver to the left. Running back Gibbs flanking him to the left. He's going to throw here on first down. Diving pass attempt to Frosh is incomplete. It was just behind him. He was trying to run a corner route to the near sideline, and he just had to try and fall backwards to get to the ball, but he couldn't quite get there. Incomplete on first down. Yeah, a lot of pressure there on uh, on Schultz, quarterback. And he's going to be mixing things up a little bit, a little bit of blitzing. Look for the linebackers to try to rock a little bit of havoc in the backfield there. Second and 10, 58 seconds to go in the first quarter. Schultz with the chin high snap. Look, it's the pass to the near side. He's oh, got yes. Frosch open. Frosch adjusts in midair, falling down and brings it in at the 46-yard line. Bowden Frosch with his first catch of the game, and it's a huge one on second down. That was one of those plays where... He said to uh, Landon, throw it, I'll catch it. Yep. <laughs> he just threw it up there. In a great gymnastics-type catch. 
38 seconds to go in the first quarter. Ball's at the 46 of Monona Grove. Pressure coming into Schultz's face. He fires quickly to the near sideline, but it is incomplete. He wanted Jan Court, the senior wide receiver, but he couldn't haul it in. Second down and 10 again, and we have... Looked like a lineman came up limping for Sauk Prairie. I thought they were going to get an injury timeout, but it looks like he was able to get up and is okay. Second down and 10 now with 31 seconds remaining in the first quarter. We're tied up at seven apiece following a 95-yard kick return to start the game and then a four-yard fumble scoop and score for the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove. Second and 10 at the 46. Handoff to... Breinig, Breinig cutting up field. He's inside the 45 and brought down at the 44. Pickup of two. We're down to 20 seconds now left as it's a third down and eight. And I don't know if they're going to get another playoff before we start the second quarter. As we're down to 10 seconds and Sauk Prairie is still in the huddle. So looks like they do break the huddle, but I don't think they're going to get a playoff here in three, two, one. And that is double zeros on the first quarter of action. Seven to seven, our score. Sauk Prairie and Monona Grove all tied up. Both teams sitting at two and two on the year. They need to figure out a way to get to four wins to get a automatic berth into the WIAA playoffs with only three games left to go. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, it'll be the second quarter of action here on ESPN Madison. Seven to seven, our score. Sauk Prairie and Manona Grove all tied up as we have a third down and eight for the Sauk Prairie Eagles, who now change directions and go from right to left. Ball's on the 44. Schultz will be in the gun. He's going to bring a receiver into motion to have three to his left, single receiver to the right. Chin high snap, looks the throw to the left side, and he fires in. It's incomplete through the hands of Jackson Breinig, the 6'6 senior wide receiver. I think he felt the footsteps of the safety coming over and got a little bit worried he was going to take a big hit if he tried to pull that ball in. Yeah, again, good pressure from the uh, Silver Eagle defense. And we're going to force a punt and see if we Silver Eagles will get the ball inside their 10. Connor Brynick, the punter, also running back, also place kicker. He's done a great job flipping fields this year. Eight kicks inside the 20. Brynick will be punting it. It's a high snap. He's able to pull it in. Had some pressure coming. Able to get it off. End over end kick. Bouncing at the 6 and rolling into the end zone. Nearly able to get a coffin corner kick. But with pressure in his face, that was a great punt from Connor Breinig, the senior punter for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. This is the Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. It's also brought to you by Stoughton Health, and they provide trusted care close to home. They're proud to support all of the area student-athletes and wish them all the best this season. From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. But following the punt, it'll be a first and 10 at the 20 with 11.49 to go in the first half. It's a jet sweep on first down. Trying to get to the edge is worth. 
but he's not able to turn upfield. And he maybe picked up, got back to the line of scrimmage, but it looks like they actually move him back about, nope, they'll say the original line of scrimmage. Lawson Meyer there with the tackle just kind of knifed yeah. through that, uh, that, that sweep. Second down and 10 following the handoff. Moreau in the gun, two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Habelwitz gets the handoff to the left. He dances around, can't get anything going this time. He'll lose two yards, makes it a third down and 12. So we saw Gavin Havlowitz just dice up this defense of Sauk Prairie on their last drive, but this time not able to get anything started on second down. Third down and 12. He had seven carries for 77 yards on that drive that ended up being uh, over on downs, but then they ended up scoring a touchdown on the uh, Sauk miscue. Third down and 11, balls on their own 18 on the far hash mark. The Silver Eagles looking to the left sideline to get the play. Havlowitz will be flanking Moreau to his right. Chin high snap, looks to throw, looking to the near side. He's got a completion to Havlowitz. Havlowitz can't break a tackle, though. It'll be a pickup of four, but it was a great stop by the middle. The Sam linebacker, Lawson Meyer, on the stop. So the junior linebacker forces a fourth down. Yeah, Meyer with a tackle in the first play, and then showing his sideline, sideline ability on the coverage there to keep uh, Habowitz from breaking one for a first down. Always impressed with any linebacker that can keep up in coverage with a running back, no matter what level of football it is. Hijack to punt. He's going to be straddling his own 10 on the near hash mark. Gibbs is back to return. He's standing at his own 35. And Ijax punt high end over end kick. This might just get back to midfield and it bounces at the 50. Takes a Sauk Prairie Eagles bounce and goes out of bounds at the 48. So some great starting field position for the Sauk Prairie Eagles who take over with a first and 10 at the 48 of Monona Grove. Well, that worked 23 yards on that punt. So Socks flip the field. Now they got the ball into MG territory. Couple of first downs here, see if they can punch one in. Really, that was a battle of very different punts. You had a great punt from Sauk Prairie. It did go into the end zone, but you know, you push your opponent back to the 20. It's difficult for most teams at the high school level to try and go 80 yards. They were able to get the stop, and then the punt that goes out of bounds, they've got great starting field position with 941 to go in the second quarter. Tied up seven and seven. Deuces to the left, single receiver to the right. Now tight end Kinney comes into motion from the right side over to the left. Oh. It's going to be a handoff to Gibbs, but he is met in the backfield and stopped by four Monona Grove defenders. That's a loss of three, so it's now the line of scrimmage at their own 49. Lucas Beck, the linebacker, he literally could have taken the handoff from the quarterback as soon as Bryant got the ball. He was in his grill. He had nowhere to run on that one. Huge defensive play. Second and 13 following the loss of three. Ball's on the left. Hash mark. Schultz gets the snap looking to pass. He's got pressure coming. Just tries to get it off. And he completes a pass to his lineman. And then he's there's whistles. And it's looking like it's going to be a loss of four or five. I didn't think his lineman was an eligible Somebody receiver. Somebody got a hand, hand on that one. Or are they going to say no, it was tipped? 
Because then if it was tipped, it should, would be okay. It's a lot of ball. Officials are conferring. Yeah, we've got four officials standing at the 45 in the near hashes. The fifth official is about two yards away from them as they all just try to talk this over, figure out what exactly happened, whether it's going to be a penalty, a penalty nope. and they do throw Illegal. the flag now. Illegal receiver. And that is an illegal forward pass, so the five-yard penalty backs them up, makes it a third down and 18 now. So Sauk Prairie moving backwards. The original line of scrimmage was the Monona Grove 48, and now they're down to third and 18 at their own 44. Yeah, that was ruled an incomplete pass. And then on the uh, illegal pass, a loss of down and five-yard penalty. Clock is running, 8.20 to go in the first half. Schultz in the gun, he's got a running back to each side of him, two receivers to his right. He's looking to throw deep down the right side into triple coverage. That's incomplete out of the reach of Bowden Frosch and all three of the defenders for Monona Grove. And the punting unit comes back out for Sock Prairie. Yeah, both teams getting punches here now. Not able to... Kabowitz was able to, to maintain that uh, drive, that second drive for MG, but both teams kind of struggling to get into a flow here tonight. Cal Worth will be back to return for Monona Grove. He's standing at his own 15. High snap again. Brynig able to get it off, and it's another booming kick. Worth takes it at his own 15, makes a man miss at the 20, breaks another tackle, and then he's finally brought down at the 23. It's a couple of great punts from Brynig. 40-yard punt on that one. Make our teammate Brad Norman proud with these great punts from Brynig. Eight minutes to go in the first half. We're still tied at seven apiece. We had a 95-yard kick return to open up the game for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Monona Grove had a four-yard fumble scoop and score to tie things up. First and 10 at their own 24. Ball's on the near hash mark going from left to right for Monona Grove. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Moreau play action, fires over the middle. He's got his man at the 35 and spun down at the 40. So that's Isaiah Erb, the 6'2 senior tight end. And he's slow to get up. Yes, Erb found the seam there in the defense. Nice uh, throw and catch. And a pickup of 19 on that play. Erb's going to head to the sideline. He got spun down by the defender and was a little slow to get up, but he did get up after the first down completion. It's first and 10 at the 42. Morrow hands it off to Havelwitz up the middle. Havelwitz makes a man miss and then is brought down at the 46. And some pushing and shoving and some more penalty flags. <laughs> Both teams really getting after boys each other. Boys will be boys. Oh, boys will be boys, and they're going to hurt their teammates by being boys and making silly decisions and getting called for penalties. So it's going to be an offsetting one. Uh, I mean, there were two, fl 
two officials threw flags. Oh, I have a right. feeling it's going to be offsetting, but this could also go against. And they will do offsetting penalties. <laughs> Just had a feeling on that one. Yeah, it when, was. When the two flags go down, you go, okay. You know, at the NFL on the college level, they always say it's the guy that reacts second that gets called for the penalty. But more often than not, at the high school level, yeah. they're gets, just going to call both right. of you for it right who, away. Who gets caught? Yep. Usually the one that makes the, the big one doesn't get caught. It's the retaliatory. But in this case, they got them both. So, Following the offsetting penalties, it's second down and six at the 41. High snap again. Handoff to... Havelwitz, Havelwitz spinning away from some defenders. He's able to get about two on second down, make it a little bit more manageable. Third down for Monona Grove. Third down and four after the pickup of two. Quickly back to the line. Deuces to the left, single receiver to the right, and now we have another whistle. Looks like an equipment issue potentially or maybe some... I believe it is an equipment issue as Ballwig heads to the sideline for Sock Prairie. So third down and four now. They'll stay with that three receiver set, two to the left, single receiver to the right. Moreau looks over to the left sideline, wipes his hands off on the white towel that he has hanging behind him. Brings Havelwitz over from his left side to his right out of the shotgun. Chin high snap. Hands it off to Havelwitz over to the left. Havelwitz tries to cut up field. He's brought down close to the 50. Pickup of two on third down. It's fourth down and two. And that offense right now, they're going to stay out there for Monona Grove as the Silver Eagles want to try and keep things going as we're down to six minutes to go in the second quarter. Quickly back to the line. Deuces to the right, no receivers to the left for Monroe in the shotgun. Monroe straddling his own 45. Claps his hands once, then looks to the far sideline to get a new play. He's got Havelwitz flanking him to the left. He's going to give it to Havelwitz up the middle. Havelwitz spinning away from a tackle. 40, 30, 25, 20, and then finally shoved out of bounds inside the 20 at the 18. Gavin Havelwitz. You know, I said at the start of the drive, he really wasn't able to get anything going. He had that one great drive, and I think he heard me, and he was like, you know what, shut up, Hunter Vaughn. I'm going to break <laughs> off a big play, get a first down on fourth down. First and 10 at the 18 now. 32, Ball's on the far hash mark. 32 yards in that pickup. Another handoff to Havelwitz. He cuts over to the left, and he's still trying to break away from some tackles. He's brought down at the 15. Pickup of three, 530 now to go in the first half. Again, we're tied up at 7-all. No offensive touchdowns yet. We had a special teams and a defensive touchdown. That previous run was fun to watch. Havowitz, as soon as he got the secondary, shifted the ball from the right hand to the left hand to protect it. Moreau is going to keep it on second down. We have another flag that comes flying in from behind the play. It is oh. going to be a holding penalty against the Silver Eagles. So the theme of penalty flags continues, Dennis Sumrall, with five minutes to go in the first half. Points or penalties? I'll take a lot of points versus a lot of penalties. Exactly. I want to score that rivals a basketball game. That's fun football for me. Last week, 
that game for Monona Grove against the Forest. We keep talking about it, but 70 to 62. There were 55 points scored in the fourth quarter alone of that game. Oh, that was that was the uh, bring out the old calculator to figure out the stats afterwards. I would have needed the calculator for a single play if it was me. Second down and 17 following the holding penalty by Monona Grove. Line of scrimmage is at the 25. Moro in the gun. Deuces to his right. Single receiver to the left. Play action looking across the middle. That's where he's going to throw it. It's incomplete. The defender was able to get there just as the ball did. That was 15. Blaze Caldwell, the junior defensive back, breaking up the pass on second down. So it's third and 17 now. 441 remaining in the second quarter. Monona Grove driving as they've got third and 17. Line of scrimmage at the Sauk Prairie 25 going from left to right. Moro in the gun. He straddles the 30. High snap. He's got pressure coming. Screen in the middle. He's got a completion to his tight end. He's inside the 20. 15 barrels forward. He's not going to be close to the first down, but he definitely made this an easier fourth down for the Silver Eagles if they want to try and go for it. Good pressure there from the defensive line, but uh, on the screen. Fourth down and six. Moro quickly back to the line. Deuces to the right. Single receiver to the left. Abelwitz flanking him to the left. Now he looks over to the far sideline again to get the audible. Havelwitz comes over to his right side. He's got his heels on the 20. Fakes the handoff. He's got a completion across the middle. He's inside the five. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. Isaiah Erb, the tight end. He came off the field earlier in the drive. He comes back out, gets a big third down completion to make fourth down easier, and then takes it into the end zone with 3.59 to go. And the... Silver Eagles of Monona take a 13-7 lead. Nine plays, 76 yards on that drive. It took 401 off the clock. Sock will have a chance for the equalizer here. Hijacks extra point. Sidewinder is up and good. 14 to 7 now our score. 359 to go in the first half. The Silver Eagles of Monona take their first lead of the game. We're gonna take a break now to 14 to 7 our score. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. is our score. 359 remaining in the first half. Following a great completion over the middle to, to the tight end, Isaiah Herb of the Monona Grove Silver Eagles to put Monona Grove on top of the Sauk Prairie Eagles. So, Dennis, we finally get an offensive touchdown here late in the first half. Nijak. Kickoff, it'll be a high sidewinder. And the returner, he's got some running room across the 30, the 35, and then brought down at the 37. And that was Brayson Balwig again on the return. It looked like for a moment he was going to have another possible return chance, but the Silver Eagles, they're kicking that, trying to get a high kick if they can, get their coverage team upfield. A good field position, first and 10 on the 38 here. 353, plenty of time for the equalizer 
Sauk Prairie kicked off, so uh, they will get the second half kickoff. They like to be able to get back in this game and then uh, have a chance to take the lead early. 3.53 to go in the first half. Sauk Prairie had a little bit of confusion in their huddle as the offense is huddled up on their own 25. Line of scrimmage is at their own 38. Ball is spotted just about right in the middle of the hash marks here on first and 10. The Eagles break the huddle in their all-black uniforms. Schultz will be in the gun, two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left, pump fakes, he just tries to dump a pass forward, he's got a completion to Breinig, and then Breinig spinning away from tackles, he's across the 45, down to the 47, a pickup of nine. They're trying to figure out some way to uh, mitigate the, uh, the extreme pressure on the defense, uh, from the defense on the uh, on pass attempts. Also not able to run the ball uh, sock at all really tonight. A couple of nice scrambles here by uh, Schultz, the quarterback, but can have to mix it up with some screens, short passing, trying to loosen up this defense. Schultz licks his fingers, then wipes them off on his thighs for the second down and one. Play action, he fires deep down oh. the sideline. A diving attempt from Breinig, but it is incomplete. So they wanted to try and get that play action deep shot down the far sideline, but again, just a little bit out of reach of his receiver that time from Schultz as he tried to get his running back, Connor Breinig, who is split out wide to the right. It's 3.03 now to go, and it's a third down and one at their own 47. First down marker sitting at the 48. Ball's in the middle of the hash marks. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Single running back flanking Schultz to his right. A high snap. Hands it off to Breinig up the middle. He is met at the line of scrimmage. He's not going to be close to the first down. That's going to be no gain. Maybe a loss of a yard on third down. It's going to be fourth down and one. So gain on that one with 2.45 to go. Are they going to go for it in midfield or... You're not going to get the ball back, yeah, but you want to give MG a chance to, to you know, two-minute warning to score. Well, and the nice thing is, though, if you are Sock Prairie, you do get the ball to start the second half. You've got a great punter in Connor yeah. Breinig, but the offense will stay out there as we're inside. Now down to 225 to go. Fourth down and one. Trips to the right. It's going to be a pitch to Gibbs this is to the right. Gibbs, he's got enough for the first down. There is a flag, though, at the 50. Gibbs was able to get into Silver Eagles territory, but I have a feeling... This one might be coming back. I think this might be a hold against Sauk Prairie. So right now it is a first down, but the chains haven't moved because of that flag. Oh. And Dennis, I predicted a call correctly for once. Are you proud of me? Yes. <laughs> it only took me until the end of September of us doing prep mania games, but I was finally able to get a call correct oh. before it the official called it. Now the punting unit definitely comes in on yeah. this one. Yeah, following that holding penalty, it makes it now a fourth down and eight for Sauk Prairie. So Connor Breinig will come on to punt. He's going to be standing back at his own 27. 
Worth back to return. It's a line drive kick. This is going to bounce at the 26. Worth's going to get it on the run at the 15, 20, 25. He's upfield at the 30, 35, down the sideline, 40, midfield, and then is escorted out of bounds at the 49. A huge return for Cal Worth and the junior wide receiver. Now with 2.02 left to go, Monona Grove, they've got a chance to make this a two-score game going into the locker room. Line of scrimmage will be at the 49 of Sauk Prairie on the right hash mark, going from left to right for the Monona Grove offense. As Cal Moro comes out, He'll have two receivers to his left, a single receiver to the right. He's in the shotgun. His heels on his own 45. Wipes his hands off on his thighs, claps his hands, gets the snap. It's going to be a screen to the near side. He's got his man open, and that's Humor. Humor breaks the tackle at the 40, 30, 25. Tried to get away from another one, but he steps out of bounds at the 24. So it'll be a first and 10, Monona Grove. A minute 51 now to go in the second quarter. Yeah, Preston Hummer, number 13, the ninth catch of the season. He had eight catches, three touchdowns, so pretty pretty uh, productive season so far for him. First and 10 at the 24, knee-high snap, handoff to Habelwitz up the middle. Habelwitz dancing around defenders. He's still on his feet. He's inside the 15 and finally brought down at the 12 of Sauk Prairie. The Silver Eagles on the move with a minute 43 to go. Clock stops for the chains to set. It's going to be a first and 10 at the 12. Moreau in the gun. It's another handoff to Havelwitz up the middle. Havelwitz dances away from defenders. We have another flag from behind the play. Havelwitz got down to the five. Hold. But it's going to be a hold, and that's going to back up the Monona Grove Silver Eagles again. Now, a holding penalty in the red zone last drive didn't hurt this offense. But do you maybe try to go back to your big tight end again following that holding penalty that's backing him up? That's worked very well, finding him over the middle. He's able to find the seam of that zone. Isaiah Herb with the one offensive touchdown for the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove. Eli Tyler with the other touchdown. That was a scoop and score. First and 20 following the holding penalty chest high snap it's going to be a reverse to worth worth is inside the 20 15 10 and then finally pulled out of bounds at the six pickup of 14 on the reverse a minute 24 now the clock is stopped it's second down and six after that 14 yard gain by the silver eagles second and six Moreau in the gun, trips to the left, hands it off to Havelwitz. Havelwitz is hit at the line of scrimmage, and he's brought down. That was Brayson Ballwig there on the stop. The senior linebacker with the stop, no gain on the play. They'll actually move it back a yard. It'll be third down and seven now. The offense of Monona Grove. With a minute left, trying to make this a two-score game, leading 14-7. to seven. Now we're down to 55 seconds, and then some whistles. And the official had to have a message up here to the press box to not play music while the offense is on the ball. Clock is running down to 50 seconds. Fakes the handoff, tried to lob a pass up to Herb. 
That's over his head, incomplete. Fourth down and six now. Ball is on the seven. They need to get inside the three-yard line to the Silver Eagles to get a first down. And Najak has not attempted a field goal this year. 21 out of 24 on uh, point afters, on PATs. And and he's going to call a timeout. That is the first timeout taken by either team. So still two to go with 46 seconds remaining in the first half. Monona Grove leads the Sauk Prairie Eagles 14-7. And stay put at halftime as we're going to hear from the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. It's McFarland's Ava Dean, this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. And UW Credit Union, they're there for every stage of life. UW Credit Union is here for you. Proudly serving Wisconsin for over 90 years. Pop in or hop online at uwcu.org to join. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area student athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the student athlete of the week is. And I did spoil it again. It is Ava Dean of McFarland. So Dennis, fourth down and six. I know that there is that spot to get to another first down if you're Monona Grove, but you're just trying to get into the end zone here with the ball at the seven-yard line, right? Yeah, you're trying to get in the end zone. MG's trying to punch one in and Sock trying to scramble here to keep them out before halftime. Moreau's going to keep it, and he's hit Got at it. the line of scrimmage. He's going to be brought down for a gain of three, and it's a turnover on downs with 40 seconds remaining. In the second quarter. 19, Mason Bentley, who had those two earlier offside penalties, kind of redeemed himself on that one. Also, Jake Buckles, 64. The only two-way starter. He's a starting offensive guard and a defensive lineman as a sophomore. Uh, Great stop by them. Turns it over on downs, and now Sock will... Most likely, you don't want to take a knee in the end zone here. We don't give him a safety, so yeah. we're just going to run it, try to run a couple of plays and hang on to the football and get into halftime and regroup here. You know, you mentioned Buckles, the sophomore offensive lineman for Sauk Prairie. His head coach called him the engine for this O-line. It's going to be a handoff up the middle for Breinig, and Breinig is all of a sudden, he's across the 25. There's 33 seconds now on the clock. I was expecting them just to run something right up the gut. I didn't expect them to break away. And their best running play of the half. Yeah, and now with 33 seconds, now 30 seconds as the chains are set, you almost think try to work quickly, see if you can get some points here before you go into the locker room. Now it's down to 20 seconds. Two receivers to each side of the formation for Schultz as he's in the gun. He's going to bring his tight end into motion down to 17. Looking to throw. He'll fire for a screen across the middle. And that is going to be stopped. No gain. Timeout suck. And there is a timeout. That was Connor Breinig on the completion. 12 seconds remaining in the first half. Sock Prairie taking their first timeout as they have two remaining. And we're going to stay right here as, again, there's 12 seconds to go in the first half. Monona Grove leads Sock Prairie 14-7 to here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of 
prep mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Dennis, I'm assuming with Sauk Prairie taking this timeout with 12 seconds to go, they're still trying to draw up a play, try and convert this second down and eight and see if they can even just get a field goal attempt here before the end of the half. Yeah, just like Monona uh, Grove, Sauk has not attempted a field goal either this year. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Schultz is in the gun. Play action, throws across the middle, and that is going to be incomplete. Batted down at the line of scrimmage. That was number 84, Jesus Garcia, to bat it down. And now there's eight seconds left, and it's third down and eight at their own 28 for Sauk Prairie. So with eight seconds left now, Dennis, are you going Hail Mary, or are you just going to try and run the ball and head into the locker room? Let's go Hail Mary. You got two plays. If you throw it, it's a long uh, interception. It'll be just a long punt. So try to get Bowden Frosch open in the secondary. But, of course, you got the defensive backs 30 yards off the line of scrimmage here. Play action for Schultz. He'll throw quickly to the far sideline. It's incomplete off the hands of his intended receiver, the tight end, Cade Kinney. Fourth down and eight now. Four seconds to go. So Connor Greinig is going to be back to punt yet again. We've seen some great punts from Breinig here in the first half. So I'd expect another one with four seconds oh. left, try and get a nice high hang time. No bad snaps here. I'd almost snap it to the short guy and just run around for four seconds. Kill the clock. Breinig gets a good snap this time. It's a line well. drive kick, though. Fair catch called for by Worth at the 43, but there's no time showing on the clock. And they will say that it is halftime. 14-7 the score. Monona Grove leads the Sauk Prairie Eagles here at the half. Dennis, we've seen three touchdowns, but only one of them was an offensive touchdown. That was the reception by the tight end for the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, Isaiah Erb. Otherwise, we had a 95-yard kick return touchdown and then a four-yard fumble scoop and score for the touchdown. So kind of a weird first half here. Now if you're playing uh, prep football bingo with your card, <laughs> you got a couple of big ones off the card already. Uh, it's uh, Both teams just trying to, tr- trying to get going. Sock already has 100 yards in the first half. That's more than they had last year. They had... Last year, they only managed 43 yards against MG when they were shut out. But uh, they still have not scored an offensive touchdown in six quarters against them in the last two years. And this will be the last time these two teams play. MG goes to the Badger Large next year, okay. which is a closed conference. They'll have two non-conference and seven conference games. The uh, Sock will be in the Badger Small, and they will play with an Eastern Central Conference. Teams from Kewaskum and mm-hmm. Port Washington over in that direction, they'll have a couple of... Well, have you missed the most important year. team in that conference, Dennis. But 
are they in the conference for next year? I believe they still they are. are. Berlin. Okay. That would be my Berlin Indians. Then, then uh, we have to do a road trip there. <laughs> I I might have to pay off Jesse Nelson, our content director, to make sure that we can go up and do whatever team ends up playing Berlin, or if they come down here. Fourteen to seven is our score at the half. The Sauk Prairie Eagles trail the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to hear from Ava Dean, the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on ESPN Madison. Fourteen to seven at the half. Monona Grove Silver Eagles leading the Sauk Prairie Eagles here in Sauk, at Sauk Prairie High School. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Here with me is the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. And Dennis, we talked about the keys to success for both of these teams to start the game, and I want to check back in on them now at the half with Monona Grove leading 14-7. to Starting off with these Silver Eagles of Monona Grove, you have their first key to success of keeping the wide receiver of Sauk Prairie, Bowden Frosch, in check. And outside of that one big play, I feel like they've really done a good job of that so far. Yeah, you look at for uh, Sauk, uh, their three, their seven possessions, their six possessions, two fumbles lost and four punts. So, and offensively, they've only been able to uh, amass 90 yards, 27 plays. So the MG defense is doing well. And the MG defense, number one, was defend. And the secondary, they've held Bowden Frost to one catch, and that was for 30 yards. So they've been able to keep him in, in check. Tackle in space, yeah, they've done yep. that. And offensive line established dominance. Well, MG's got 20 carries for 153 yards. 137 of that goes to Havowitz in 16 so, carries. So they've, done every, they've hit every key so far, a perfect three for three in the first half. I'm going to say, and it would make sense. They've hit all of their keys, leading 14-7 to here at the half now for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. They only trail by seven. They had that huge return on special teams. We've seen some great punts even from them on special teams to really back up Sauk, or excuse me, to back up Monona Grove to make things a little bit, at least more difficult on this offense who's been able to get things going on the ground. But, you know, their first key to the game was establish the run and, they really haven't done that outside of a couple of, you know, good runs, I would say, from their running well, back, Wyatt Gibbs. They were 12 for 19, except for on that last drive when clock's running out, Connor Bryant got open for 21, got a 21-yard dash up the middle. Yep. That's more than they had the rest of the half combined. So 13 carries for 40 yards, have not been able to do that. Control the run pass, well, you look at what MG's done on offense, two punts, two turnovers on downs just one touchdown they've held them to and that goal line stand here right toward the end of the first half yeah. was huge you send saw you send the mg in and they let that you know they got a two touchdown lead you don't score they score boom now the game's going to get away from you instead now sock will get the ball to start the second half with a chance to tie it up and then we'll see what happens uh the other was control uh was win the turnover battle and right now they've lost that they're on two fumbles Big play, though, was the opening yeah. kickoff, and that's pretty much been the offense for Sauk Prairie tonight. But their defense, give them credit for hanging in. A team that had 712 yards 
last week, 231 in the first half. I'll take that any day. <laughs> you definitely would if you're a defensive coordinator. And, again, that turnover battle has been huge in this game. It always is in football. But, you know, you mentioned that turnover battle. One of those turnovers led to six points yeah. for Monona Grove as they had a four-yard fumble scoop and score from their defensive end, Tyler. So we've, the both teams are now back out onto the field, getting ready for the second half of action. And, Dennis, other than the keys to success that we talked about in the beginning of the game and then, again, just went back over, is there anything else that you can see from this home team, the Sauk Prairie Eagles, that they need to do to just try and get back into this game? Again, really struggling to get any sort of constant momentum going on offense. Yeah, I think what uh, oh, they'll probably do is uh, it's almost a case of do you want to still keep running the ball when you can't? Maybe uh, more shotgun and uh, just open it up. Just pass and, and fast before, as soon as you complete a pass, get back to the line of scrimmage, keep going. Don't give MG a chance to switch defense, you know, defenders. They're gonna have to, if they pick up the pace and, uh, you know, do a true spread with the four receivers, besides Frost, the other receivers, you know, are, are, pretty, are pretty good. I, I've seen uh, Jackson mm -hmm. Brining, for example, two double passes where they've completed for big plays. So I can see them get a little creative there. Maybe try to get the ball in, in Bowden Frost's hands. He's only had one touch. And for your big playmaker, that's not enough. So you got to get creative, get him the ball a little bit more. And I think, you know, if you're not going to be able to run the ball, do you, do you abandon it? Well, it's only a seven-point lead. But you're getting less than, yep. you know, t uh, two yards of carry every time. You might have to say, okay, let's see if we can put some pressure. And the question mark for this MG team coming in, while they've given up so many points is they had to replace their entire secondary and linebacking core last year. So now we're six weeks, seven weeks in, but still, you know, they've been torched. So I want to see if uh, they can get Schultz up. And again, Schultz is only a, a first-year starter quarterback, so he's learning and improving game to game. Had, uh, there were four turnovers last game. He had a fumble in this one, and then there was a bad snap fumble mm -hmm. that was actually then turned over on down, so that almost was just an over on downs play as well but yeah i, I think they're gonna have to uh have to pick up the pace mg just get the ball to Habowitz. clear the, yep. clear the, you know it was like all right boys let's clear the let's yeah. plow the road from uh independence day let's plow the road just get everybody <laughs> out of the way and let him go through our bomber's gonna deliver the goods <laughs> the bomber gavin Habowitz has done that so far 14 to 7 the score at the half monona grove on top of sock prairie this is zimbra Honda's presentation of prep mania also brought to you by canopy wealth management and they have a approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape throughout your family's financial planning journey they will serve as a partner advocate and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence at canopy wealth management they believe that values matter and strengthening the community when you work with canopy care competence and clarity isn't just a tagline it's a promise go to canopy-wealth.com to start today 14 to 7, Monona Grove on top of Sauk Prairie. The Sauk Prairie Eagles, though, they do get the ball to start this second half, or excuse me, no. 
It's Monona Grove because Sauk Prairie had the opening the kickoff. kickoff for the touchdown. Yeah, I have been saying, yeah. talking about that kickoff for a touchdown the entire first half, <laughs> and then I was just all ready to just, oh, let's Wait give him the ball again. What, the no. fir- yeah, that's right, MG. The first series <laughs> from line of scrimmage was MG, but. We're too too excited. Monona Grove will be the ones starting with the ball. Sauk Prairie is going to be kicking off from right to left on your radio dials. Riley Jaddick will be the one kicking off for Sauk Prairie as he's getting the ball set. Towards the left hash mark kicking from right to left. About halfway in between that X that's at the center of the field and then the near hash mark. Back to return for the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove. They will have number six, Gavin Habelwitz, on the near side. And then over on that far side is going to be number two, Chase Yinko. Jettix kick, end over end kick, taken in by Havelowitz at his own 10 on the near side. He cuts up field at the 20, breaks the tackle at 25, 30, still on his feet, and then finally brought down across the 35. And it looks like he fumbled the ball. There's, the official is saying that his knee was down, though. Sauk Prairie wanted that fumble recovery. But it will stay with the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove. That would have been huge. That would have. I mean, we've already seen a huge play on special teams, a huge play on defense. Why not start off the second half with another huge play on special teams? But it will stay with Monona Grove, who will have first and ten at their own 36, going from left to right. Cal Moreau, he's going to start out of the gun with deuces to the left, single receiver to the right. Havelwitz flanking him to his right. He claps his hands, gets the chest high snap, play action. Quick pass to the near side, incomplete through the hands of Preston Humer. Hum- it's Hummer. Hummer, excuse me. That's right. I saw it. So it's spelled H-U-E-M-M-E-R. So I just assume yep. that... Covered MG that, over the years, yeah. the Hummer family. So incomplete to Hummer, second down and 10. Havelwitz will get the handoff up the middle, dances around, cuts up field, and then is brought down close to the 40. There's a Monona Grove player. That was Cal Worth. He got pushed by one of the defenders of Sauk Prairie and then stumbled over Applewoods. Third and six following the pickup of four on second down. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left for Moreau. Moreau will bring Havelwitz over from the right side over to flank his left. Fakes the handoff to Havelwitz. Now he rolls out to the far side. He's got pressure coming. Throws on the run. He's got a completion on the near, or excuse me, the far sideline. That's Joseph Otto Morton, the 6'1 senior. And Dennis, I feel like we can call Joseph Otto Morton the law firm. Yes. It's that perfect combination of three names that could all be last names. First catch tonight uh, in the first half, uh, Morrow was uh, four for eight, three of them to the tight end. Morrow hands off to Havelowitz on first down. Havelowitz is hit at the line, but falls forward, able to pick up three. Second down and seven now at the 40, or excuse me, the 38. It's another completion to Otto Morton. He breaks the tackle, breaks another one inside the 20, and then shoved out of bounds at the 15. 
The law firm, Joseph Otto Morton, with two big receptions and picks up two first downs. Yeah, he came in with 18 catches and three touchdowns. Missed last year with an ACL injury, so they're glad to get him back in the lineup. First down and 10 now at the 15. Minota Grove moving on offense, 10.30 to go in the third quarter. Morrow play action, looking to his left. Now he's got to dance oh. around. He's hitting the backfield, and he is spun down. Brayson Balwig with the sack on the play. It'll be a loss of four, and it's a huge play for this Sauk Prairie defense. Um, Balwig with the opening kickoff return for the touchdown, which is kind of the anomaly because he's known for his defense, but also good return manners we saw tonight. And the linebacker, Balwig, with the sack. It'll be a loss of four. Now the line of scrimmage at the 19. Moreau in the gun, deuces to the right, single receiver to the left. Play action again, fires over the middle, and it's tipped in the air, nearly intercepted. That went off of the hands of Isaiah Herb, the tight end. There was about three defenders there for Sauk Prairie who could have intercepted that ball. It's third down and 14 now for the Silver Eagles. Silver Eagles on their first drive of the game. So they have a third down and 14. Line of scrimmage at the 19. They lead 14 to 7, 9.48 to go in the third. Chin high snap, screen to Herb. Herb cutting over to the 10. Five, is he into the end zone? He is. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. Isaiah Herb with his second touchdown catch of the game. It's now 20 to 7 after that 19 yard screen to Herb. Fourth catch tonight uh, for Herb, his go-to guy. Four of the uh, seven completions tonight completed to Herb. All honorable mention, all-conference defensive end and tight end a year ago in the Badgers. Small. The extra point is up and good. 21-7 now the score following that 19-yard touchdown catch from the tight end, Isaiah Herb. Now the opening drive goes for seven for the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. And we're going to take a 30-second break. 9.39 to go, 21-7 to our score. As you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. One to seven now the score. Monona Grove leads the Eagles of Sauk Prairie. Following a 19-yard touchdown pass to the tight end Isaiah Herb. So the Silver Eagles will be kicking off from left to right. Nijack to kick. He sends an end over end kick over to the near side, taken in at the 18. He's across the 20 and then Met by a wall of defenders at the 25. That was number seven, Trent Backberg. Backberg. Excuse me, Backberg there on the return. There'll be a first and 10 at the 27 now for the Eagles of Sauk Prairie. They started out on the 39, on their 12, on the 24. The 48 of Monona Grove, they're on 38, and they're five. So kind of been all over the map tonight. 
And their only points coming for the Sauk Prairie Eagles from a 95-yard kick return to open up the game. Schultz will be in the gun, trips to his right, pitch to the right side to Gibbs. Gibbs turns upfield across the 20, 30, brought down from behind at the 35. A gain of eight on first down. So that pitch to the outside, getting Wyatt Gibbs a nice eight-yard run on first down. Yeah, being able to stretch the defense here a little bit. And that should be able to potentially help open things up up the middle where Sauk Prairie has wanted to try and get the running game going and just hasn't been able to do it inside nine minutes to go here in the third quarter. Oh, Schultz yeah. has pressure coming. He's brought down right away. And oh. he lost the ball. Sorry, I lost the ball there, Dennis, and it looked like there was pressure coming, and then Schultz was just able to get the ball off. Yeah, to Gibbs. And no gain there. Gibbs was the one who was brought down on the play. Yeah, number 10, Will Connect, was all over Schultz. Well, we thought it looked like we had a sack, but somehow Schultz yeah. was able to get the ball to Gibbs, the running I, back. I never saw him get rid of the ball. I honestly thought he still had the ball. I thought it was a sack, too, and then the, the it's a rugby pile. <laughs> Third down and one. Quick pass to the near side, incomplete, just over the head of Cade Kinney, the tight end. Running that quick out to the near side. He had his man open, but Schultz on the move couldn't get the completion. So the punting unit comes on, and Connor... Brunig. And he'll be worth back to return. Well, whatever happened with uh, MG's defense last week, uh, they're back. <laughs> they're, they're playing pretty well tonight after giving up 62 points a week ago. Brynig, a line drive punt, lands at the 35. It checks up. Worth is going to get it on the bounce. Worth across the 40, midfield, 45-40, and pushed out of bounds close to the 40. Jeez, Cal Worth making some scary plays on special teams, picking up the ball off of bounces, but he's been able to get good returns when he's done it. Yeah, he came in averaging 11 uh, yards of punt return. Done well better than that tonight. And sets up the Silver Eagles now in Sauk Prairie territory. 44, that was a 17-yard return. First and 10 after the return from Cal Worth at the 44. Morrow in the gun. Fakes the handoff, looking to his right. Now he's going to fire it deep across the middle of the field. He's got Worth open, and it's through uh -huh. his hands, incomplete at the five. Cal Worth had a step on the defender, but that time that pass was maybe two inches out of his reach. Otherwise, it would have been another six points for the Silver Eagles. You look at Sox, had two situations where it turned the ball over, and a fumble, returned for a touchdown, and then dropped an interception, which... Then MG scores. Well, that's the second time a receiver's run free in the secondary. It could be, it could be 35 right now too. Handoff up the middle to Habelwitz. Habelwitz brought down at the 41. Gain of three on second down. He's up second and seven. 
It's 7.40 to go in the third quarter. 21-7, Monona Grove on top. Quickly back to the line. Chin high snap, another handoff to Havelwitz up the middle. He spins through some defenders. He's got enough for the first down. He's inside the 35, brought down at the 33. Yeah, just pound, pound him. 5-8 bowling ball kind of a effect. He just keeps rolling and rolling. Again, quickly back to the line. Havelwitz met in the backfield. He pulls his defender forward, able to pick up a yard after he had linebacker Brayson Bolwig on his back as soon as he got the ball. Yeah, Lawson Meyer in there too on the tackle. It's a gain of one after that handoff to Gavin Havelwitz. Now seven minutes remaining in the quarter. Morrow in the gun. Trips left. No receivers to his right. Havelwitz again, but this time he is stopped for no gain. And guess who we've been saying his name all night? Brayson Ballwig on the stop. He came into tonight leading the team in tackles with 58 on the season for Sauk Prairie and showing why. So he has back-to-back great plays on defense. Third down and 10 now. Line of scrimmage at the 33. Ball spotted on the right hash mark. Deuces to each side of the formation with his four receiver set. Morrow claps his hands and then looks over to the far sideline to get a new play from his coaches. He's going, Coach, can I just hand off to Havowitz? He won't this time as he'll drop back to pass, looking to his right. He's got pressure coming, rolls out to the right. He fires, and it'll be incomplete. Fourth down and 10 now after he had the defender in his face. Riley Jaddick, the edge rusher that time, putting the pressure on Moreau, and it's fourth down and 10. So far, the offense looks like they might be staying out there as they are into plus territory in Sauk Prairie's side of the field with the line of scrimmage at the 33. It's fourth down and 10, 6.14 to go in the quarter. Morrow again, and the offense looks to their left to get the play. Right now, they have two receivers to each side of the formation. Tim Halverson, the offensive coordinator from Silver Eagles. Morrow on play action. He's going to throw it deep down the right side. Yep. He's got a man, and it's going to be play. pass interference at the goal line. The ball was just slightly underthrown. Penalty is going to go against Austin Pagel, the senior corner that time. Intended receiver was Preston Hummer. Yeah, that was a touchdown. I think that he just tried to prevent a touchdown in that play, but give up the penalty. And it's not at point of infraction. It's in high school. It's a 15-yard penalty. So, so instead of a touchdown, you know, they still now on the 18. Yeah, it still gives a new set of downs, and you're now inside the red zone. That's first and ten at the 19 is where they're spotting it here. First and ten at the 19. Balls on the near hash mark going left to right for Monona Grove. Deuces to the left. Single receiver to the right. Havelwitz is flanking Morrow to his right. High snap. Play action. Fires quickly to Hummer and that's off his shoulder pad. Incomplete. There defending that pass was Austin Pagel. He got his hands in there as well. So he recovers from that P.I. penalty a play before. Second and ten after the incompletion. Pagel part of a no combined no hitter for the Silver for the Eagles baseball team last spring. Very good pitcher too. High snap handoff oh, to Applewitz. He is met in the backfield. Looks like the entire defensive line 
for the Eagles of Sauk Prairie were there for the three-yard loss. It's now third down and 13 after the loss on the play. 5.40 now in the third quarter. Quickly back up are the Silver Eagles. Morrow, hard count, claps his hands, looks back over to the sideline again. He's got two receivers to his left. That's Otto Morton wide left with Worth slot left. Single receiver Preston Hummer, the lone receiver to the right. Havilis right now flanking Moreau over to his right. I was about to say his left, but then they moved him over to the right side. Moreau, play action, looking right. He'll throw right. He's got a completion to Hummer at the 10. He's going to be close to a first down. They'll actually move him back a couple of yards, so he's back to the 12. It's a fourth down and more manageable now. Fourth down and three. Offense stays out there. Same formation as the last play. Two to the left. Single receiver to the right. Morrow looks to the left sideline to get the play. Wiping his hands off on the white towel he has hanging behind him. Havilwitz flanking him to his right as he straddles the 17. Claps his hands. Gets the snap. Play action. Fires to the left. He's got a completion at the five. Diving forward inside the five. And down to the three is Cal Worth. It's a first and goal for the Silver Eagles offense. As they look to try and make this a four or a three score game. Leading right now 21 to 7. 431 to go in the third quarter. Morrow in the gun again, high snap, handoff to Habowitz. Habowitz bowling forward, he's inside the three. Stopped at the one, but there's a flag from behind the play. It's going to be a holding on the offense. So I believe that's the fourth time now, Dennis, that we've seen a flag thrown on Monona Grove when they've gotten inside the red zone tonight. And they were able to convert one, or twice, excuse me, as their two uh, touchdowns that they had on offense. Both came inside the red zone off of a 19-yard touchdown pass and then a a 15-yard touchdown, both to the senior tight end, Isaiah Erb. MG had the play for nine. This is the 19th play of the quarter, by the way, to three for Sauk Prairie's uh, offense. So Sauk Prairie defense is getting worn down, but they're still hanging out. It's a first and goal at the 14, 4-10 to go. Morrow pump fakes, rolls to the right, trying to find an open man. He's just going to run with it. He's inside the 10, the 5, and spun out of bounds, and that's going to be a horse-collar tackle. Morrow popped up right away, and I know that defensive players don't like the horse collars, but I'm going to give you a little story time, Dennis. Always heard the story. My dad played high school football. He uh, broke a guy's collarbone with a horse collar Uh tackle. That was back in the 80s, so there's a reason why they get rid of it. You can't grab onto a guy where that nameplate would be or even get your hand inside. It was just such a dangerous play we saw in the NFL. Tony Pollard, the running back for the Cowboys, broke his leg in that playoff game. So they really try to stop defenders from doing that. That is a personal foul penalty. So it is still second down, but now you have that half the distance to the goal. It's going to make the line of scrimmage of the three-yard line. He gives them the, the carry, too. Yeah, and that half the distance, it happened at the six, so we've got second and goal at the three now. Morrow in the gun. Morrow hands off to Havelwitz, and he is into the end zone. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. The ball squirted out, 
but they're going to say it is still a touchdown, so a three-yard touchdown run that time from Gavin Habelwitz. And it's 27-7 now inside four minutes to go in the third quarter. That was a 13-play drive, 44 yards. So Sock Prairie Eagles grudgingly gave up the turf, but the sheer will of the Silver Eagles punched it in now. Two long drives, 64 and 44-yard drives. They've had the ball for 21 plays to just three for the Eagles offense. And now uh, we're looking at a three-touchdown lead. Nijak's extra point is up and good. 28 to 7 now the score. 353 to go in the third quarter. Monona Grove on top of the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Stick around after the game as we'll have the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game. And since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to ST jobs.com to apply today on behalf of stoughton trailers best of luck to all the participants in today's game stoughton trailers big trailers big opportunity this is a big opportunity dennis for the monona grove silver eagles we talked about it a lot before the game both of these teams sitting at two and two in conference play They've got to get over that 500 mark at the end of the year to guarantee their spot in the playoffs. And if Monona Grove holds on to this 21-point lead, they'll have a 3-2 and two record. They just need to get one more win then on the year with games at Portage and at home against Fort Atkinson in order to secure their playoff spot. And those are the two teams that currently sit at the bottom of the Badger Small Conference. Habowitz now 24 carries, 155 yards and a score. Gibbs dropping the kickoff and he falls on it at the 22. Nearly disaster for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. As the Silver Eagles tried again that pooch kick, just trying to avoid a big return from Brayson Ballwig, who had the 95-yard kick return to open up the game, and that's been it for the scoring and really any of the big plays for the Eagles of Sauk Prairie, who start with a first and 10 at their own 22, going from right to left. They trail 28-7, 3.50 to go. Schultz pitches it off to Gibbs to the right side. Gibbs cuts upfield at the 20, 25, and he's met by four defenders of Monona Grove, and he's brought down at the 27-yard line on the far side of the field. So, again, that pitch to the outside. They start out both back-to-back drives now with that play to Gibbs, and they've been able to get some good yards, just haven't been able to get much else going. Offensively have the Eagles of Sauk Prairie. It's important for the uh, Eagle offense here now to try to run this clock out in the third quarter, keep the ball to keep give their defense a little bit of a break there. They've been playing very hard, but that Silver Eagle offense is just tremendous tonight. Pitch now to the left side to Gibbs, and he cuts up field. He's across the first down marker and brought down at the 35. So first they run pitch to the right, pick up four yards. Now they'll run pitch to the left. They pick up eight yards, and they have a first and ten now at the 34. 
We're looking at the future running back here for Sauk Prairie. Uh, Connor Brynick has been struggling a little bit tonight. The senior and White gives the sophomore two more years to go. So you can see it. the very sophomore-driven team mm-hmm. here for the Eagles. A lot of promise. Trips bunch to the left, single receiver to the right. Schultz is going to try to go with the quarterback power to the left, but he is met in the backfield and brought down for a loss on the play. Will Kinnick connect there on the stop. Connect with a nice stop there and uh, two plays. Boom. Now you're behind the sticks. Well, actually, line of scrimmage was between 34 and 35 so maybe you lost a, uh, a foot no five yeah that's right five so yards loss so of five on the play yeah, so second yeah. and 15 at their own 29 schultz wants to pass he has to step up in the pocket rolls out to the right there's a flag on the play he starts running up field he gets back to the original line of scrimmage sliding out of bounds but there's going to be a hold against yeah. the offensive line of sock prairie to back them up even further A minute 53 remaining in the third quarter. Monona Grove leading 28-7 to on Sauk Prairie. Here at Sauk Prairie's homecoming. Ooh, not a, good, not a good feeling for homecoming. No, it is not. So following the penalty, it's now second down and 25. Line of scrimmage at the 20. Or excuse me, the 19. That little bit of an off yeah. angle on that far side of the field where the stick is, every now and again it just it's throws me see. off a little bit. Second down and 25 at their own 19. Ball spotted on the far hash mark. A minute 30 to go in the third quarter. Empty backfield for Schultz, who's in the gun. He'll have three receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. Schultz looking over the middle. He's got a Frosch. completion. That's Frosch across the middle. Frosch breaking tackles. He's got enough for the first down. Brought down at the 46. A huge play for Bowden Frosch. The slant across the middle, breaking tackles, and he picks up 20, over 20 yards to get the first down. 28 to be exact. He's now got two catches for 58 yards tonight. But problem is, it's just not enough cut touches for him. You can see the damage it can do. Just a little slant pattern across the middle. A quick drops, a couple of drop steps, and boom. They have been playing together since third grade. So there's good chemistry between uh, Schultz and Bob Frosch. Same formation as last time. This time it'll be incomplete. Wanted to get Connor Breinig on the out route to the right, but it just bounced right off of his hands. Incomplete. Second down and 10 now at their own 47. 49 seconds to go here in the third quarter as the Sauk Prairie Eagles trail 28-7 to the Monona Grove Silver Eagles here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Best defense is good offense, right? Keeping that off offense off the field for MG. And we've got uh, a three-minute drive right now for the Eagles here up near midfield. Eagles would love to try and make this a two-score game as quickly as they can as we get close to the fourth quarter. Play action for Schultz. He's just going to have to run. He's across midfield. Breaks a tackle at the 50, diving forward inside the 45. He's going to be close to a first down. 
I think they're going to give it to him. The first down marker was the 43, and they will. So it'll be first and 10 at the 43. 40 seconds right now remaining in the third quarter. Clock is stopped until the chains are set. That was Colin Habowitz, uh, Gavin's brother, uh, sophomore safety, that made that. Might have been a touchdown saving tackle because uh, one more step, I think. Schultz could have been gone. The clock does start now. 30 seconds to go in the third. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Now the tight end comes into motion from the right side over the left. Schultz throws to the right. He's got a defender in his face. It is going to be a completion at the 40. So it was Bowden Frosch again on the catch at the 40. Picks up three yards, and we're down to 10 seconds to go. So look, I think they'll just let the clock run down, and we'll switch sides of the field to start the fourth quarter of action. 28-7 to the score after three quarters. The Monona Grove Silver Eagles leading the Eagles of Sauk Prairie so far. We've got 12 minutes of football left to go. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. The fourth quarter of action from Sauk Prairie here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN Madison, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. to seven our score as we start the fourth quarter of action Monona Grove leading the Sauk Prairie Eagles as they have a second down and seven to start now going from left to right Schultz is going to lob up a pass to oh. Reinig and it's incomplete but there's going to be a pass interference. interference Colin Habowitz just got a little too handsy that time with Breinig on the near sideline, so it'll be a 15-yard penalty, moving the line of scrimmage to the 25. Again, some nice easy math for me when the line of scrimmage that is works. right on the 40. That works for you. So as they move the ball forward, again, it'll be a first and 10 at the 25. Sauk Prairie trying to make this a two-score game, trailing by three touchdowns here early in the fourth quarter. Schultz will be in the shotgun, first and 10 at the 25. Bunch, three receivers to the left. He's looking to pass. Comes back to the right side again. Breinig in the end zone. Touchdown, Sauk Prairie Eagles. A 25-yard touchdown to the senior running back slash receiver, Connor Breinig. And now it's a 15-point game, trying to make it just a two-touchdown game here early in the fourth quarter is Sauk Prairie. Eight plays, 78 yards. Best drive of the night for the uh, Sauk Prairie Eagles. Getting right back in the ball game here. And the guy that scored the touchdown trying to contribute a total of seven points with the extra point, Connor Breinig. His extra point is low. It was blocked. It is no good. 28 to 13. Our score after the missed extra point. The Silver Eagles of Monona Grove still leading the Sauk Prairie Eagles, but Sauk Prairie finally getting an offensive touchdown as we start the fourth quarter. We're going to take a quick 30-second break as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. 
25-yard strike from the junior quarterback Landon Schultz to his senior Connor Breinig. They got the first offensive touchdown of the night for the Sauk Prairie Eagles, who now trail Monona Grove 28-13. Too early for an onside kick? I, I was going to ask you that, Dennis, and I think it is. I think it is a little too early. And they're going to try it. It's going to be a pooch kick to the right. Ball is bouncing. It hits at the 40, but it is scooped up and falling on it. And then some flags after the play. That was Jesus Garcia falling on the ball for Monona Grove, but I think there was a little too much jawing. Could just be another offsetting penalties one. I don't know if this one will be. It looked like Trent... Backerberg was get, saying something to Garcia as he was getting up after falling on that ball. So it will be an unnecessary roughness. I think it was the the falling on a player who fell on the ball. It was a little late that time, yeah, and he was player was already yeah. down. You don't need to jump on top of him. Yep, yeah, because it is. At the high school level, like at college, once you're down on the ground, you are down. You can't get back up like you can at the NFL level. So instead of their own 38, start out first and 10 on the 47 of Sauk. That's huge play. But the defense got a chance to catch their breath here after a long touchdown drive. Morrow in the gun, play action, looking left. He'll fire left at the feet of Isaiah Herb. Incomplete. So he had a pair of defenders there, tried to hit the quick out to the near side. But it'll now be second down and 10 at the 46. It is where the line of scrimmage is with 11.42 to go in the game. Monona Grove leading 28-13. to Morrow in the offense quickly back to the line in the shotgun. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Chest high snap, handoff to Havelwitz up the middle, nearly loses the ball. He's across the 40, 35-30, and tackled out of bounds by a pair of defenders at the 26 on the near sideline. That was Gavin Havelwitz with a huge run on second down. Pick up the first down for Monona Grove. Had a chance to bring him down, but he didn't wrap him up. Uh, You have to get your arms around him, and uh, he doesn't just fall down on bounce tackles. Play action and they'll fire into the end zone. Worth bobbles the ball and he's got it in the end zone. Touchdown Silver Eagles. A 26-yard touchdown pass from Cal Morrow to Cal Worth and it's 34 to 13. Monona Grove gets back that three-score lead. Yeah, Morrow came in with 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and uh, that is his third touchdown pass now of the evening. Nijak on for the extra point. Try to make this a 35-13 to game. High snap, ball is down, end over end, and that splits the uprights, and it is good. 35-13, to our score with 11.25 remaining in the game. Sauk Prairie still trailing Monona Grove following that 26-yard touchdown pass from Cal Morrow to Cal Worth. 
As this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. You see how good that the Monona Grove offense is. Three plays, 47 yards. Thanks to that personal foul penalty that gave him a little bit momentum. 22 seconds. And you know, you mentioned how good this Monona Grove offense is. They're averaging 37.8 points per game. We're at 35 points right now, so pretty darn close to it. They just need that field goal to hit the over on their average points per game. They scored 30 or more in a game. Every game. Except, let's see, 32 in every game, yep. except that 63 did nothing to Wanakee. Yeah. Nobody scores on Wanakee. Wanakee does that to a lot of teams. Gibbs back in the return, and he drops the ball at the one and then has to pick it up. And they'll give him the touchback for a second. I thought there was going to be a risk of a safety, but the ball did go into the end zone, so it is a touchback. So that brings it out to the 20 for the Sauk Prairie Eagles and Landon Schultz. Sauk Prairie finally able to get an offensive touchdown when they have that 25-yard touchdown pass to Connor Breinig. So looking to try and duplicate that and get this back to a two-score game with 11-19 to go here on homecoming for the Eagles of Sauk Prairie. Sauk Prairie just wants to get a couple long drives now. I'll just... Just score. Take some time off the clock. Trying to get three against this MG team when you're down three. 22 points is going to be pretty difficult. Not impossible tonight. Just the way that MG's defense has been playing and the fact that uh, Sauk can't get a big run. I mean, they're going to have to pretty much do it through the air. And they're going to be seeing a lot of pass. Schultz will be in the shotgun. Trips bunch to the left, single receiver to the right as he's got his heels on his own 15. Play action on first down. Fires over the middle. He's got a completion to Frosch. That's going to be close to a first down. They will give him an 11-yard completion. Excuse me, actually a 12-yard completion as it's up to the 32. Quickly back up to the line are the Eagles. First and 10 at their own 32. Offense looking at the wristbands that they have. Schultz gets to the play and then drops back to pass. He's got to fire it off quickly. He's got Frosch across the middle. Frosch turning up field. He's across the 40, close to another first down. They're going to give him a gain of 11, and it's another first down. So back-to-back big plays for Frosch. A pickup of 12, then a pickup of 11. They're back to the line again quick. They're going to stay with that. Same formation, three receivers bunched up to the left side, single receiver to the right. Yeah, this is what I thought they were going to do come out at halftime. Just hurry up offense and try to find Frosch. Play action, wanted to try and go to Frosch across the middle again, but he fell down as he ran into one of the defenders of Monona Grove. That's incomplete, second and ten now. Line of scrimmage is at their own 44 of Sauk Prairie, who works from left to right as we see things here at Sauk Prairie High School. 10.55 to go in the game, 35-13, Monona Grove on top of the Eagles of Sauk Prairie. Second and 10 following that incompletion. 
Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Another play action. They'll throw to Gibbs on the far side. Gibbs has to try and make break a tackle in the backfield. He can't do it, though. So it'll be a loss of four. There's Gavin Habelwitz coming in and playing the linebacker spot, making the tackle in the backfield. Third down and 14 now. Line of scrimmage at their own. Fourth down and 20. Sorry about some technical difficulties here in Sauk Prairie. Schultz is going to drop back to pass. He's going to throw deep down the middle of the field. It is knocked away and incomplete. It's a turnover on downs. It was Jace Thompson on the coverage, the linebacker for the Silver Eagles. So it's a turnover on downs. The Sauk Prairie Eagles, they were... They were starting to move on offense, get some things going. You talked about at the half trying to get Braden Frosch more involved in the offense, Dennis, and they were able to do that, but then they just stalled out on offense. Yeah, they did, unfortunately. A couple incomplete passes, and then Schultz scrambled to his left and was sacked, fumbled, but the ball went out of bounds, but it was still a nine-yard loss, so fourth and 19 and not able to convert. And now... Trying to keep MG out of the end zone one more time. Morrow's going to throw with 9.30 to go in the game. Now he has to roll out to the near side. Still trying to look. Now he'll just get out of bounds as he's pushed out close to the line of scrimmage. He'll give him about a yard on the scramble for Cal Morrow. He'll pick up of one, second down and nine following the run for Morrow. 9.31 on the clock. 35-13 is our score here in the fourth quarter, Monona Grove leading Sauk Prairie. Morrow in the gun, chin high snap, fires quickly to the near side to Hummer. Hummer at midfield, 45 and pushed out at the 43. That was Michael Blau, the cornerback for Sauk Prairie, pushing Hummer out of bounds. First and 10 now at the 43 as the Silver Eagles go from right to left. 9.25 to go. Offense now slowing down a little bit for Monona Grove. They'll have three receivers to the right. Quick bubble screen to the far side to Hummer. Hummer's turning upfield. He's at the 40 and pushed out at the 38. No back-to-back receptions to Hummer. Getting the offense moving for the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove. Second down and five after a pickup of five. Hummer wide left with Worth slot left for the Silver Eagles. They'll fire over to the right side, Will Morrow. And that's a completion to... I actually couldn't quite see the number that time, I believe. That was number 16, Weissy. Weiss. That'd be Weiss. Yeah. First down. First and 10 now for the Silver Eagles. Nine minutes to go. Morrow hands off to Habelwitz. Habelwitz spinning away from tackles. He falls forward, picks up. Well, excuse me, though. Actually, I thought the line of scrimmage was a little further back, so it'll be a loss of two inside nine minutes. I'd expect to see more of those handoffs to Havelwitz here late with a 35 to 13 lead for Monona Grove. Second down and 11 after the loss of one. Two receivers to the left for Morrow's in the gun. 
And there's a flag, and it's an offsides. Defensive tackle getting a little too anxious for the Eagles. You want offense, come watch MG the rest of the mm-hmm. season. Uh, they're going to struggle, but defensively, as you get further in the playoffs, you get teams that are going to be able to shut them, shut some of this down. But they've got so, just so many weapons on offense. You've got four receivers you can throw to. Habowitz has been great. Running back, your quarterback is making some very good decisions. And uh, he's only a sophomore. So uh, Cal is only going to get better. Habowitz, the handoff to the right side. He has enough for the first down. He's inside the 20 and brought down at the 16. It's another first down for the Silver Eagles. It's down to 8.15 now after the handoff to Havelwitz and the first down carry. Havelwitz now with 171 yards rushing tonight. Trying to maybe get close to that 246 that he had last week against the Forest. Might have a chance to do it here with inside eight minutes left if they keep handing it off to him. He needs 259 to get to 1,000. Habowitz again, handoff up the middle, dancing around. He's close to the 10-yard line and brought down at the 11. Gained a five on first down, second down, and five. You don't even need to put the ball in the air. Just hand off to Habowitz. Just let him run clock here. You just tell him to stay in bounds and just keep letting that clock wind down. 7.30 to go now. Morrow claps his hands. He's got two receivers to his left. <laughs> I love it. Everybody looks to the sidelines. That's how you always can tell if they're going to audible. He'll clap his hands. This time, though, they snap the ball. Havelwitz, handoff to the near side. He cuts up field, hit at the five, trying to push himself forward. He has the first down. They'll stop his forward progress at the five. And, Dennis, we've got another whistle after the play and a flag. Why not? We've got so many tonight. Both of these teams just keep getting chippy after the play, and it's been like that the entire game, really, for both well, schools. Just a little backstory. I uh, understand that uh, MG uh, beat Sauk Prairie in the playoffs at their court in basketball, and the fans planted a flag at half court. Ah. So, uh, so, so some of the Sauk players didn't like that too much, especially well, that, a, that a few of them are on the basketball team. So, yeah, sometimes the student body between that and the uh, – you know, trash talking on, on uh, TikTok and you name social media. That, that, coaches worry about bulletin board material. It's not bulletin board. It's phone material now. <laughs> Abelitz, the handoff on first and goal. He's brought down at the one. A three-yard carry on first and goal to Abelitz. We're inside seven minutes to go in the game. But MG's got the right approach. Hey, mm-hmm. you got your foot foot on the throat you don't let it up because you get in the habit of doing that teams are going to come back and bite you in the butt and last week they thought they had one against DeForest yeah two touchdown lead all of a sudden DeForest is right back in the game and coach said yeah we had 70 points but we lost sort of that killer instinct during the game and they got it back tonight or oh. hands off to Havelitz he's met in the backfield and brought down for a loss of three Dennis Brayson Bolwig yet again, again. Loss of three, third and goal at the four. Six minutes now to go. 35-13. Monona Grove leading Sauk Prairie here late. Sticking with that two receivers to the left. No receivers oh, to the right. Offsides or somebody moved. I think it was offsides. It looks like there was about three defenders up on the line for Sauk Prairie who, again, they were just getting too anxious, trying to 
get that little bit of a perfectly timed snap, and they just hopped off sides. Now third and goal at the two after the half the distance to the goal following the offsides penalty. Morrow in the offense, looking over to their right to that far sideline to get the play call. They'll stay with this power formation. Two receivers to the left. Habowitz flanking Morrow to the right. Now Worth comes into motion. Habowitz handoff up the middle, reaching for the end zone, but he's only going to pick up a yard. It's fourth and goal at the one. We're down to 5.30 remaining in the game. And the offense is going to stay out there, try and go for that final kill shot here on fourth and goal. Seven straight carries for Habowitz. Who do you think is going to get the ball? Uh, worth. Maybe the court, maybe the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak. <laughs> I'm going to guess it'll probably be Gavin Habowitz if I had to guess the 5'8 senior running back who's flanking Morrow to his right. Would you bet the house on it? Oh, no. I don't even have a house, so sure, I'll bet a house on it, Dennis. The offense looking over to the far sideline to Audible. There's a receiver to each side of the formation. Worth's the single receiver to the right. Hummer, lone receiver to the left, who comes into motion from the left over to the right. Fake the handoff to Hummer. Throws, and it's intercepted. Caught in the air. He's at the 30. Brought down by Morrow at the 39. A huge play for Trent Backerberg. He jumped up in the air while he was pass rushing, caught the ball in midair, and just took off with it. The only one who could catch him was Cal Morrow. And now the Sauk Prairie Eagles have the ball with a first and 10 at their own 39. Huge play. This is one you need when you're getting beat by 20-something. Shows the spirit of this uh, Eagles team that they're not backing down. That was a long, that was a, a 42, was it 42-yard drive started on the Sauk Prairie mm-hmm. 42? 12 plays, and Sauk kept them out of the end zone, and now they come back with a chance to maybe put one more up on the board. So, Trailing by 22 with 442 to go, Sauk Prairie trails 35-13, to 13. first and 10 at their own 38, going from left to right. Play action, Schultz, pressure coming, and he's going to be brought down for a sack on that first down pass attempt. There was a trio of defenders there for Monona Grove. Uh, able to make a little bit out of that. Only lost one. Good, the clock does start running. Another play action pass. More pressure coming. Schultz dancing around. He's going to be brought down for a second sack on this drive. This time it was a huge loss. The sticks keep backing up. It looks like they're going to say he was brought down at his own 27. Loss of 11 on that play. It'll be third down and 22 now. Okay, you got a 22. Find, find, yeah, uh, find, find Bone Frosh. He'll, he'll get to 22. So usually a good option is it'll be Trips bunch to the left, single receiver to the right. They're going to throw it for Frosh. Frosh has it at the 45. There's a flag down. He's going to be short of the first down, but makes this fourth down that's going to be coming up a lot easier, especially if this is a defensive PI. You get the first down anyways. But that was Frosh on the completion. So you called it, Dennis. We wait for the officials to have a conversation. And Frosh and the DB, they were both kind of fighting for position a little bit. If that one counts, that'll put Frosh over 100 yards receiving tonight. And they're talking about this one for a while. 
Now they're going to come over to the Sauk Prairie sideline. I think it's a find out if they want to accept or decline. So I don't know if this will be a... Well, it'll be 15 from the line of scrimmage, so the completion, it might make more sense. Completion was 19, but then you save the down. So what would you do, Dennis? Do you go with the third down and... Yep. Yep, penalty is declined. So I didn't even take, get take, the chance. You, yeah, yeah. You, you take the play because you get a free down on this one. So instead of the... So I'm going to put it on the 46. It's fourth down and two at the 46. Clock is running with 3.30 to go. Sauk Prairie trailing 35-13 to to Monona Grove. Schultz brings his receiver into motion. And then there's going to be an offsides penalty. So they get the first down. And that's a huge mental mistake by the defensive line of Monona Grove. 3.31 showing on the clock. There's still a little bit of life so here in Sauk Prairie. It didn't matter. You know, you get a free play. But, no, they, they took the 19 yards and get an offsides call. Now you go first down. Now you get three or four more plays to run. First and ten at the Monona Grove 49. Deep pass down the near sideline. And that is going to be intercepted. intercepted by Monona Grove. Needed to wait for the signal. Is that uh, 20? Uh, that was number 21 on the interception for Monona Grove. Sauk Prairie tried to go to Brining again, but this time the defensive back was there with the interception. So, Dennis, I think that might be, as Wayne Larravee would say, the dagger. The dagger, yes. Now, MG just uh, run for some first downs and ruined Sauk Prairie's homecoming, which was a great <laughs> night here. Great crowds, band. They had a uh, big 50-50 raffle outside when you came in. See, I didn't know there's a – I love the 50-50 raffles, Dennis. A high snap. Morrow just has to fall down as they felt the pressure coming. So it at least gets the clock running until it forces Sauk Prairie to use their first timeout. So Sauk Prairie still has two timeouts. So does MG. 35-13, Monona Grove leads the Eagles of Sauk Prairie with 3.13 left to go in this game. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. It's also brought to you by the GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be a part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round as well with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Dennis, it was a loss after a bad snap, loss of three for Monona Grove. So second down and 13. Are you still thinking just run the ball no matter what, or do you try and throw to get this first down? Just keep just keep the ball on the ground. 
Morrow will be in the shotgun. Deuces to his right, single receiver to the left. It's going to be play action. They're going to fire deep down the far sideline. Worth is open. Worth has it at the 45, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. Cal Worth with his second touchdown catch of the night. And it was a huge play. So, Dennis, we've seen this Monona Grove offense try to go to Cal Worth a couple of times, and it was just slightly overthrown. That time, he was right in his hands on the run, so he was able to take it in for the huge touchdown catch. Well, the last touchdown uh, drive that they had was three plays, 47 in 22 seconds. This was 278 in in, uh, 17 seconds. So, they can have long drives, short drives, and now 42 to... Nijek's extra point is good. 42 to 13. That was an 81-yard touchdown pass to Cal Worth to make it 42 to 13. We're going to take a quick break. 3.02 to go here in the fourth quarter. 42 to 13, our score. MG on top of Sauk Prairie here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. An 81-yard touchdown pass from Cal Morrow to Cal Worth, their second connection on the night. Those two touchdowns alone, over 100 yards for Cal Worth, as it's 42-13, to Monona Grove leading Sauk Prairie. Two for 107, to be exact. And Habowitz, oh, we have 32 carries, 205 yards, so... Yeah, Sock Prairie's finding out what DeForest did last week, that MG can put points on the board and mass yards. Gibbs lets the ball bounce at his knees, and then he's able to pick it up at his 10, the 15, 20, 30, trying to make a man miss at the 35, but he is stopped, and there is a flag. I heard one of the spotters up here call out a flag, but didn't see where exactly that was thrown. We're waiting for the call from the referee. Right now, the line of scrimmage is at the 35. Actually, there was no flag, so we were mistaken. First and 10 at their own 35. Sauk Prairie trailing 42 to 13, and now we have a couple of whistles. Timeout, Monona Grove. They have one timeout remaining now with 256 to go here on Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. I just got a text from a friend of mine said, are you guys in Oregon? No, we're in Sauk. 48-0 Wanakee. <laughs> so for those who maybe didn't see the schedule that we originally released, originally Dennis Sumrau and I were supposed to be on the south side of the Madison Metroplex at the Wanakee-Oregon game that's down in Oregon. But instead, we had a feeling that Wanakee was going to maybe take care of business pretty handily in that one. And as you just said, 42 to nothing, the Warriors on top of Oregon in that one. So we got a little bit of a better game here in Sauk Prairie tonight but, at Sauk Prairie's homecoming. Yeah, 29-point deficit right now. But just to see MG and give them a little love on the season they've yep. had, it was phenomenal. And Coach Brandon Beckwith. One of our coaches in our uh, preseason 
uh, coach's roundtable, and uh, he's smiling across the way from us right now. First and 10 at the 35 following the timeout. Schultz rolls to his right, and he just gets run out of bounds. He threw the ball, but I think they're going to say he stepped out before he was able to throw it away. So he's going to lose two yards on the scramble. So it was a heads-up play for Schultz to be thinking about that. He just needed to throw it about a second earlier than what he did. Yeah. Loss of two on that play. 2.48 remaining in the game. Schultz in the gun. Two receivers to his left. Single receiver to the right. Play action looking to his left. Steps up in the pocket. Goes deep down the field. And it is over the head of Bowden Frosch, his intended receiver. Frosch that time just got turned around. He was running up the seam. And the ball just went too far towards that far sideline while he was trying to angle inside and just couldn't uh, couldn't readjust like a center fielder. No, and he pounded the turf in frustration. He really wanted that one, too, trying to, to make a play for his quarterback and one of his best friends. And that'll be one of those plays when it comes up on film study. He's going to say, hey, I just got to keep that a little more straight on the route instead of trying to cut it inside, and we'll have six next time. Third down and 12 after the incompletion. 2.41 to go in the game. 42-13. Monona Grove leads Sauk Prairie. High snap play action. Schultz goes deep down the left sideline. And that is about four yards too far. Incomplete. He wanted Connor Breinig. But there is a flag this time, and I see it, Dennis. It's on the far sideline. <laughs> of course. At the 27. Why not? Another one. <laughs> Do we have a running count of how many flags we've had tonight, Dennis? Uh, it's, uh, it's way past double digits. The limit so. does not exist? No. <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. I stopped counting after 15. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we for sure have 16. There was an illegal formation penalty. That was what the flag was. It was we've declined, had, though. So. We've had personal fouls, pass interference, offsides, holding, holding, holding. Unsportsmanlike conduct. We haven't had a face mask, though. Oh, that's that's true. So we had a horse collar. We did have a horse collar, even. We haven't had a sideline warning, either. So those are two that I know that we haven't had yet. Fourth and 12. The offense is going to stay out there on this fourth and 12. They need to with 2.35 to go, trailing 42-13. to 13 Are the Eagles of Sauk Prairie. Chin high snap, Schultz steps to his left, he fires, he's got a completion to Frost. Frost turns upfield at midfield, the 40, 35, 30, he's got one man to try and beat, hesitates at the 10, stumbling down, reaches for the end zone, and they're going to mark him down at the 5. What a play by Bowden Frost. Great throw by uh, Landon Schultz to get it to him, and Frost made that one. He just would not go down. Bowden Frosch, another huge play in the passing game. It's first and goal at the five. 62 yards on that completion. Both of these offenses, even you know, for having just 13 points for Sock Prairie, this is an explosive offense for the Eagles. Schultz is going to try and keep it on first and goal. He turns upfield, and he's in. Touchdown, Sauk Prairie Eagles. A five-yard touchdown run from the junior quarterback, Landon Schultz. It's now 42-19 with 2.13 to go. So that five-yard touchdown run was set up 
by the big, what did you say it was? 62, 62 yard yards on the completion. reception from Frosh. And that was a 43 second drive. So, Sox says, you can have some short ones to MG. Well, we'll come back and do one too. See, and, you know, I didn't get hit with the broadcaster's curse. I said this was an explosive offense. They come up with a 62 yard pass. Trips to the right on a two point conversion attempt. Schultz rolls to his right. He's going to keep it this time, and he gets the corner, and he's in. The two-point conversion is good. 42-21 to now following that two-point conversion. 2-13 remaining in the game. Monona Grove still on top, though, with 2-13 to go. We'll take a quick 30-second break as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Now Monona Grove leads Sauk Prairie following a five-yard touchdown run from the quarterback Landon Schultz that was set up by a 62-yard pass completion to the junior wide receiver Bowden Frosch. Dennis, two timeouts for Sauk Prairie. They're probably they're gonna try an onside kick here down three touchdowns. There's still a little bit of life left in these Eagles on homecoming. Yeah, Farage, seven catches, 166 yards, one touchdown, and he set up the last one with that 62-yard catch. He's only a junior, too. Breinig tries just to tap it forward. The ball is out. Oh. It didn't go 10 yards, though. That was a huge hit to Hummer. And then flags flying. So we know one of the flags is going to be because it did the kick didn't go 10 yards. But then Hummer took a big shot. And understandably, Randy Wallace, the third-year head coach for Sauk Prairie, is upset because you're trying to dive for the ball there if you're Sauk Prairie. I know we want to try and protect players, but if you're going to go down to your knees to pick up a ball... You're going to get hit. Yeah, you're going to get hit. That's just a part of the game. Hummer did get up on his own as well. He is okay. It's just he took a big hit to his upper body. So I think we've got a couple of penalties, and I think it's going to be a matter of asking Monona Grove which what they want to accept. Well, if you had a very and entertaining game, 63 points, we'll take yeah. that, right? I, I'm as much as I love the Wisconsin Badgers and I love watching them on Saturdays and I know it's different now with the Dairy Raid and Lou and Phil Longo. Uh, so it was an offsides penalty, but, you know, the Big Ten West can be really ugly football, and I know I always <laughs> reference that style of football, that low-scoring defensive stuff. It does have a special place in my heart. Dennis, I love seeing football games where they're high-scoring. Yes. It is just so much more entertaining. It's so much more engaging. Give me big plays every single time. I want to see athletes in space making big plays happen. So after the penalties and everything has now been accepted. So we had an offsides penalty. Yep. There's an offsides, and then it looked like a personal, personal foul, foul for the hit. So it'll be a first and 10 at the Sauk Prairie 34 as Monona Grove goes from right to left with 2.12 to go, leading three touchdowns, 42-21. to 21. Now you can see if MG want to 
rub it in are they going to go up in the air again or just just run the ball jace thompson is going to keep it as he's in at quarterback he's got enough for the first down at the 20 and brought down at the 19 on the quarterback keeper jace thompson the six foot 170 pound junior quarterback is now in for the silver eagles of monona grove now down inside two minutes to go in the game first and 10 at the 19. So the rest of the starting offense is staying out there. I don't know. With the 21-point lead, two minutes, I'd get Habowitz out of there. I don't want any kind of a risk of injury to him. I Honestly, I'm of the mindset in these spots, if you're a Monona Grove, just go the whole second-team offense. You've got some JV guys even who can get a little bit of varsity playing time. Don't risk anything to your starters as we're down to 90 seconds to go, up three touchdowns. Thompson is the quarterback, chest eye snap. Habowitz gets the handoff up the middle. He's able to pick up a couple before he's stopped by Lawson Meyer, the junior linebacker. And another there's another pull. penalty after the play. Both of these teams really don't like each other very much, Dennis. I, I picked so. that up over the last couple of hours of this game. <laughs> so I think we might have to try and convince Jesse Nelson to maybe go and do a the a basketball game between these two this winter because i have a feeling those might be a little chippy and fun as well well i know both coaches the basketball coaches very good guys and and same thing with the football coaches but the kids get a little excited out here and of course socks not happy they're losing on homecoming mm -hmm. so uh, you're gonna get you get some chippiness back and forth but afterwards you know they're all they're out just playing representative school and got to remember nobody wants to get hurt out here no cheap shots so it was offsetting penalties we had an unsportsmanlike and an unnecessary roughness that get offset it'll be a victory formation with a minute to go on the clock 42 to 21 mg on top of sock prairie thompson just watching the official for the play clock make sure that he's getting as the clock down as far as he can he'll kneel it down we're down to 48 seconds so we'll have to have one more here on third down before this game will finally be over not finally be over but will be over i shouldn't add that well, finally qualifier to it <laughs> it's almost i think it's about a quarter to 10 here so it's a long game yeah, it is a long game, but it's been an enjoyable one, right. like my, we keep saying. In my old days, uh, writing for a daily newspaper with a 10-15 deadline, <laughs> uh, you want as much time as you can get. And but, the it. second kneel down, and that will be it. 42-21, to 21, our final score. Monona Grove comes away with a big conference win to move to three and two in conference play sock prairie falls to two and three and we kept mentioning it in the game getting to three and two with two more games left to go on the season is a huge step forward to getting those four conference wins having a over 500 conference record to be able to get into a automatic berth into the playoffs that will start in a couple of weeks on October 20th is when that'll start. 42 to 21 our final score. We're going to take one last break and when we come back we'll have the Stoughton Trailers final haul here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania.
final score here from Sauk Prairie as the Monona Grove Silver Eagles took down the Sauk Prairie Eagles on homecoming here in Sauk Prairie tonight. Dennis, it's time now for the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game. What are your final thoughts on this 42-21 to victory for Monona Grove? Well, we see why uh, Monona Grove's averaging 41 points a game coming in. Very explosive offense. Uh, really like the, the passing game. I mean, you've got a lot of guys to throw to. Cal uh, Worth, who showed his speed there when he got behind the secondary, doubled coverage and just outdistanced the guys for the 81-yarder to wrap it up. Uh, Isaiah Erb, very good tight end, was all-conference uh, tight end, defensive end last year. You see very good safety valve for the quarterback. And a quarterback, Kel uh, Moreau, just a sophomore, second year, he's going to have some good things for the Silver Eagles the next couple of years. Uh, defensively, they're really going to have to find ways to shut things down. Sock was able to, to expose a few things in the second half. Uh, the one area MG's got to work on is the defense. They know that. They had to rebuild it from last year, a lot of graduations. But I really like the staff, uh, what they've got over there uh, at Monona Grove. And then for the, for the uh, Eagles, no, there's no quitting Eagles. They came back. They were able to get a couple of drives for a touchdown. And that, uh, I, wanted, uh, I wanted you to see and people to hear that, uh, that combination, Landon Schultz to Bowden Frosch. It's been great all year long. Mm-hmm. For the, for the Eagles, and they're both juniors, so this one's going to be around for another year. But uh, this is the team that had a two-year losing streak. They only won two games last year. They've won three this year, and uh, they've got now they got to win out if they want to get in the playoffs. It's going to be a tough one with DeForest and Fort Atkinson. Uh, Fort next week, DeForest the week after. But I think uh, overall the Sauk Prairie team, has, uh, they've changed the culture. A lot of young players that are used to winning at a younger level. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Randy Wallace and staff have done a great job. So just a great high school football game, a lot of excitement. Yep. How many high school games will you open with a kickoff return for a touchdown? I that have never fun- seen one. That was phenomenal. So uh, hats off to both. And it was a great, uh, great crowd here. Sauk Prairie really uh, supports their sports. And on homecoming, mm-hmm. it was a great night. Unfortunately, they got an L. But uh, there's next week. Yeah. Again, 42-21, to 21, our final score. Thank you so much, Dennis Summerout, for that was the Stoughton Trailers' final haul of the game. Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. Again, 42-21, to our final score here from Sauk Prairie with the Monona Grove Silver Eagles coming away with the victory and moving to 4-3. and three. Overall, 3-2 three and two in conference play. Now, Monona Grove needs to come away with a win either on the road at Portage or at home against Fort Atkinson to get to four conference wins and move to a automatic qualifying spot into the playoffs. As for Sauk Prairie, again, they've got to figure out a way to get a win on the road at Fort Atkinson next week or back here at home against the Forest with both of those games to get to four wins to be an automatic qualifier in the playoffs. Quick run through of the scoring tonight and things got kicked off with a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown from Sauk Prairie to open things up. The next score of the game, it wasn't on offense. It was a defensive scoop and score from the Monona Grove defensive end 
Eli Tyler to make it a 7-7 to game. And then Monona Grove followed that up with a 15-yard touchdown reception for the tight end Isaiah Erb. And then on a screen play to make it a 21-7 to score, Erb again scoring from 19 yards out again to make it a 21-7 score. Monona Grove for four consecutive scorers. It was a three-yard touchdown run from Gavin Havelwitz to make it 28-7. to Sauk Prairie was able to answer, though, make it 28-13 to on a 25-yard touchdown pass to Connor Breinig, and Minota Grove went right back with their own 26-yard touchdown to get back up 35-13 to as Cal Moreau hit Cal Worth for his first touchdown of the game, and then he had an 81-yard touchdown grab to put Monona Grove up 42-13. to Sauk Prairie was able to cut into the lead, though, to get the final score of the game on a five-yard touchdown run from the quarterback Landon Schultz and the two-point conversion to give us our final score of 42-21. to This has been Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicles that match your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, to visit Zimbrick Honda today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Thank you so much to Ryan Wollersheim back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios for running the board tonight, as well as the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Summerow. I'm Hunter Vaughn, and this has been Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania.